Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge um, of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Connie. Hi, guys. Um, We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 29 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, career advice because it's about to go down uh robin is currently in a no apparate zone uh but she should be back next week um and we have some announcements and reminders we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts so please feel free to tweet along with us you can use the hashtag wizard team on twitter to do so do you love the blog do you love wizard team you should (laughs) if you have a few extra galleons lying around you should donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus. You can send a cheering charm. There are so many ways you can donate. Um, and you do that at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. It's so easy, guys. So easy. Um, and we have Wizard Team merch. So you can head over to our website to step up your nerd fashion and stationary game. Um, you know, I feel like now's the time. I feel Black like all the time. Every time is the time. But you, you know, just go over... Black History Check out Month. some. Just, it's just a good time to do it. It's perfect. Uh, if you want our support but don't have the funds to do so, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, wherever your podcasts are found, and then you go back to iTunes and you review it there too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, and also subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org as well. And now for Wizard Team News. <laughs> um, I know it's funny because like no one can actually see, but like every time I kind of like dance to the like sway <laughs> to the song in my head, even though I'm trying to not like sing it. So yeah. I understand. It's fine. Um, tomorrow is Black Wizard History Month. Oh, snap. Black Wizard it's here. History Month. And Black History Month. And Black History Month. But then, like, on and Wizard Black Team, Panther it's Black Month. Wizard History Month. And Black Panther. It's, it's, it's Black. It's, things are happening <laughs> in this black. month. Um, and so it's super exciting. Um, so, yeah. So keep an eye out for new content every day of the month. Why don't you tease us a little bit, Bayana? Why don't you tease us a little bit? Oh, God. Okay. Um, So we have have lots of things going on. We have um, some Hogwarts BSU posts from some really dope Black Potterhead writers that you may or may not know or that you should get to know. We have um, some bonus episodes that we're going to drop at some point. So you might want to, you know what I'm saying, like keep an eye out for that. We got, Uh um, uh what else we got? We got a live tweet. For Hermione Granger in the Quarter Life Crisis. Damn. So you can watch that with us. We're doing a Twitter chat on February 9th that you should definitely join us for. Okay, okay. Um, so we got we got things happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we making moves. We making moves. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I'm not sure. On and Um, popping. On and popping, not off and popping. Why would it be off and popping? Yeah, I don't think think off doesn't. It is gonna be on and popping. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find all that. We'll be on Twitter mostly. Um, the content we publish will be on our website, of course. Um, but you can also use the hashtag Black Wizard History um, to, you know, respond to some of the stuff that we put out. Um, talk to us. Like, talk about your headcanons about Black Wizard History. Let's just use that t- tag for, you know, to celebrate, basically. For greatness, really. It's Black a, it's a celebrate. Excellence. So lots of interesting uh, perspectives will be un- unveiled and revealed mm-hmm. to people uh, that were less considered uh, before before this month. So it's gonna be pretty great. Um, yeah, it's about to be super tight, and I feel like y'all should just you know constant vigilance. That's absolutely that's, every day. That's the that's the um. The motto of February 2018, constant vigilance. Yes. Every day. The wizard version stay ready. Woke. Ready mm-hmm. to be- <laughs> the wizard stay. It is. I feel like we decided that like a while ago, but like Yeah, it is. It is indeed. It's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. So uh every day look on Twitter for some fabulous new content. Just be like, wake up, what's on Twitter? I mean, not if you're on the East Coast. Maybe not. Yeah, West Coast no, because pro- we're, West, because Coast we're West Coast supremacists at all times. Whatever. You already know what it is. Y'all gonna have to wait till the afternoon. But still, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> I'm sure something will be happening on Twitter. Um, but for the content, y'all gonna have to wait because West Coast all day. Even though I'm in the freaking cold-ass Midwest. All right, <laughs> magical birthdays. Say. Um... Tuesday, yesterday, was Lily Potter's birthday. So shout out to Lily. Shout out to Lily. I don't... I, huh? This is a what? happy feels episode. <laughs> you right, you right. <laughs> it's like, we're all, we're all, deck. all happy. Um, and then Sunday, I mean, you know, we shout out our family. So <laughs> my sister and my dad, their birthday's on Sunday. So shout out to Akira and Hadari and it's time for Aquari Aquarians Aquarii people who are in the Aquarius sign <laughs> shout out to y'all <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's probably Aquarians that seems like Aquarians the, it's Aquarians sounds, I think I yeah I was like that sounds right like get ready Aquarians it's time <laughs> Like some posts, and I'm like, oh, is it Aquarius season? I literally only know when it's Capricorn season, Taurus season, and Leo season because all of my favorite people are on those sides. Wow. And then all the other ones, I don't know when they are. My feelings are hurt a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, and Aries, yes. <laughs> but see, I knew. It's fine. I knew. You Respect. counted. Respect. I think, yeah. I, I know... Most of them now, I think. I don't always know the like cutoffs. Right. I'm always yeah, I like, don't know where all it's of May, so maybe it's this potentially. <laughs> They're at least like, not five. really sure. They're at least and I feel five, like I, I always forget one. Yeah, I think I, I always forget like Gemini, or maybe it's Leo. I don't know. There's one that I always forget. Oh well. Okay. Um, we should move on to the best chapter of Harry. Potter and Harry Potter, just all of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I mean, <laughs> the chapter. How you really feel. <laughs> I love this yes. chapter so much. It makes me really happy. It makes me so happy. That's I was sure. like, so remember that time when we were reading Chamber of Secrets and I decided to reread Order of the Phoenix while we were reading Chamber of Secrets? I do Secrets. remember because you kept being like, so in Order of the Phoenix and we're like, but that's like that's two years from now, what are you doing? I was and really And actually impatient. you were the one who was doing that the most because you're like, wait, I'm the one keeping track of all of this. Why am I doing mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. But fine. I was really, I was just like, for some, some reason, I just really want to read it. So we'll just, just going to do that um and I remember reading at that time and being like super excited to get to this point and really sad that I still had two more years to get to this point so now I'm like I'm so happy you've done your waiting it's been such a long time I feel like maybe like once a year I should just reread this chapter I don't have to do the whole series like you know I can if I feel like it but like I could also just be like you know what let's let's open our pages, our books to chapter 29, page 651. Turn your page. <laughs> 651. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, I love it so now. much. Okay, so I can't, you know, we can, I'll continue to say how much I love it. But first, previously on Wizard Team, um, so I'm going to go in order so I don't get upset. <laughs> right away well that's actually probably not um possible so umbridge is now the head master of hogwarts um so there's that it kind of sucks she don't got no office though she don't got no office though no she doesn't because dumbledore's office was like "Mm, i don't accept or acknowledge your jurisdiction so (laughs) i need you to go take your your ass over to the defense against the dark arts office and you can go ahead and stay there um fred and or no she also started um a group called the inquisitorial squad which is basically made up of slytherins um and they are basically abusing their power for their own gain and for bigotry so that's fun um fred and george have decided to take it upon themselves to wreak a little havoc on the castle um which is a way to get back at Umbridge and is also like pre- no one's mad except Umbridge. Like the teachers are chilling. They're like, oh, look at that. A firework in my classroom. Oh no. Whatever oh, will no. I do? I cannot fix this. I am a charms professor, but I don't know if I have the ability to stop this. Umbridge, come in. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you need a counter curse for this? I don't think you put much stock in those, do you? Nope. Too bad. Wish we had a real defense good and dark arts teacher down, don't you? You'd be really good at uh, stopping all this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If only. If oh. only. Um, Harry is... Nosing? Well, first, before that, Umbridge tries to um, give him Veritaserum to figure out where Dumbledore and Sirius are. Um, so she's, again, being ridiculous and using highly controlled substances on children. Um, children so which i mean you know i feel like after the torture this is kind of like this is kind of second to it you know what i mean it's like it's a problem but also at least you're not carving words into his hand yeah he was tortured for a full-time job for at least two weeks at least yeah at least two weeks in a row i feel like maybe there was a third week in there after the uh 
what's it called after the quibbler thing yeah but yeah yeah problematic um and then harry um is not practicing his occlumency at all he's not even trying he's just like whatever i'm gonna go to sleep look at the department of mysteries like even in the it's not even that he's not practicing before bed in in his dreams he's just like okay yeah let's keep going it's not like he's trying to stop himself while dreaming and then also not right. practicing. He's literally not practicing and actively going forward in the dream. Bam. And then when he's woken up, he's like, damn, you, whoever woke me up, you won't let me finish my dream. I was dream. almost there. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, dude, you're not even supposed to be seeing this. Um, so then he also gets into a fight with Cho. And so their relationship or whatever was their relationship is no longer a thing. Um, and then Harry starts to go to Occlumency. Like, Occlumency is about to start, but then... Um, like, I tried? Question Montague, no, right. Montague, try. who is the Slytherin Quidditch captain, um, got stuffed into a vanishing cabinet by Fred and George earlier in the chapter, and then he turned up in a toilet. So Snape had to go deal with that, and was like, well, you know, postpone this meeting. And Can Harry's like, okay, time? while you're gone, dealing with the student, I'm gonna stick my face in your thoughts. I think that is probably the better the idea instead of just going instead of just going back to the common room and you know doing some homework or like looking through potions stuff which he is kind of failing at so mm-hmm. you know doing some extra research in the office like oh this is what toad spawn is and this is how i can use it to better my classes no he saw a shining silver object and was like I'm gonna put my face in there. Yep. Damn. Damn why? Yeah. And I'm was... nosier than Bayana and Robin are. Because every time they're like, how dare he? Why are they listening? And I'm like, I always be listening though. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so I have a higher tolerance for the trio's nosing habits, but he stuck his whole face. Where, I mean, like, yeah, what? there's a difference between being like, I'm going to lower my music so I can hear what they're talking about <laughs> versus being like all up in their face, all yeah. up in their memories. Like, because, that's a lot. And that was a risk because really it could have been anything. And Ooh, yeah, yeah, things you can't really- unsee. Things you cannot unsee, especially when it's Snape. Like, if it were other people, it's like, oh, I cannot see that. But it's not, like, the worst thing ever. But there are a myriad of things that you don't want to see Snape doing. So, like, why would you go in there? Because, as you mentioned last week, he knew this was a pensive. He knew there are memories in here. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't want to see. That, like, Snape doesn't want him to see. And, like, I just wouldn't trust. I wouldn't do. No. No. That's just too bright. Yeah. So, so that was the thing that happened, and because he did that, he learned some things about his father that he wasn't so happy about. Like, I'm glad um, he did it for our sake? Right, like, we should know, but also, like, mm, yeah, fam. Um, so he, like, yeah, he found out some stuff about, like, um, the relationship between his father and, like, his friends and Snape, um... Although, without kind of remembering that it's a memory and not necessarily, um, like, he didn't hop on the TARDIS and go back in time and figure out exactly, and wasn't there for exactly what happened, right? Like, he was in a memory, um, and kind of, like, and I just realized we didn't 
mention Tom Riddle when we were talking about memories um, last time. Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess because it wasn't a pensive moment. So... I guess not, but it's the same. In, I feel like it's the it's same, the magic. same magic. It's the same magic. That's why I just was like, I, it's weird that we yeah. didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. mention it. But like, so it's a similar thing to, so I think the last, this time and, um, or I feel like each time he goes into someone's memories, he kind of takes it as fact as opposed yeah. to like bias or you're only being shown like a specific part of something or like you're yeah. seeing this one thing out of context. Um, and so... I guess with Dumb because maybe the last time it happened it was Dumbledore and Dumbledore's memory is you could probably trust it for the most part and like um in this case it was about like death eaters and so yeah um but I think it would have been interesting for him if he had remembered what it was like when he ended up going to the diary when he was 12 and he like Tom Riddle showed him one version of the story um so that he could like kind of pin yeah sway harry and pin um the chamber of secrets on hagrid um and in that moment like harry was worried but he also didn't believe that hagrid was the one who opened the chamber of secrets so i think in that situation because of the person he because it was someone he knew and like cared a lot about he kind of had a different uh, you know he didn't take it as fact i guess um and versus like at this point he's kind of taking it as fact. And so then it's like really messing with his, I, I mean like his idea of his father, but also his identity in a way. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting that the first, like if you take into account the diary, the first time he sees it, it's like, well, I guess he doesn't know Tom is a villain at the time that he's seeing the memory. But um, it's like one way from a villain, one way from, a hero of the story. Amani would disagree. Mm-hmm. Amani says, trust if you want to in the chat. Um, <laughs> but from our current perspective and from where um, Harry is in terms of viewing these people at the time, it's a villain and then a hero. And then Snape is a villain, but like, it's just interesting that he does choose to take it as fact because he's experienced watching it from a, that other person's, from Riddle's point of view. And there's like a similar like association he yeah. has with both people but i really do appreciate the use the way that joe like intricately like introduced the idea of memory in with tom riddle's diary and then with dumbledore so that when we get here harry probably should be more like maybe i should look at this objectively but it sort of sets up uh, sets us up to either trust or distrust depending on how you're reading it these memories so that when we get to the next book it's sort of like oh wow these really Mm -hmm. are like unreliable Um, but it's just like an interesting like it's really cool the way it was sort of weaved in there where it's like oh this time you can trust it this time you can't this time you can trust it this time you can't right and Um, I also think that like kind of yeah I was gonna say also like with the diary it was also really clear that they're being um like I feel like Tom was more active in what he was showing Harry versus the Pensieve where yeah, they were, were literally just sitting about... there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they weren't there for Harry to see. They were there for them. To, you know, they were, mm-hmm. it was being used as a Pensieve. So it's like, I need, it's yeah. in my mind. I need to move it and like, think about it. And at a later date or like, 
kind of sit in it for a while. Um, whereas the diary was very much like, I have Harry Potter, so I'm gonna show him this thing. And it's gonna be this one specific thing that I think will help him like get on my side and be more interested in talking to me. Um, whereas like the other pensive ones were literally just minding their own business. And Harry was like, I think I want to mind that too. <laughs> but now I'm thinking about people um, use, using Final Cut Pro to edit their memories. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, let me fast forward right here. Let me jump cut over here. Because that's basically what Riddle did. He like kind of jump cut from one part of the scene to the other so that mm-hmm. you kind of miss what ha- was happening in the middle. And that's why it was so easy for it to be believable because it's like... There's no way it was just like, oh, Hagrid, hey, what's up? Let me just suddenly find you here. Like, there were some pieces missing in the middle of that. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm just thinking about Tom Riddle using Final Cut Pro now. <laughs> and Magical basically that's Final what, I mean, Cut literally Pro. it's what um, Slughorn does. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, maybe it's because he's, like, older, so, you know, don't have the technology down or something because he does... <laughs> It, it didn't not go, that great of a it was job. not smooth. It was not smooth. No, no, not at all. Okay. Chapter 29. Career advice. Ayana is hype. I'm so excited. Um, so Hermione asks Harry why he's not taking occlumency lessons anymore. And Harry says, I told you Snape reckons I can carry on by myself now that I've got no. the basics. No, no Which one is, would believe that. No, because you literally don't didn't have he? the basics. Didn't even try. Not tried at all. He tried maybe for four days. And even then he was like, I'm still mad, so whatever. My head hurts. Like, I'm just... Yeah. And and, and Hermione knows, right? Like, she's like, so you've stopped having funny dreams? Pretty much, said Harry. Well, I don't think so Snape should stop eye. until you're absolutely sure you can control them. Harry, I think you should go back and ask. No, said Harry. Just drop it, Hermione, okay? Um, yeah, because he can't go ask because <laughs> he literally put his... Like, he fucked this up so bad. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, we could be mad at Snape for some of the things that he's done in this chapter. And I mean, not this chapter, sorry. In this book and, like, that may or may not have, like, aided in what happens at the end. But the, Harry sticking his face into Snape's thoughts is, like, a big factor in that. Yeah. Because, because if he hadn't stop. done that, Snape would still be taking... Snape would still be giving but him But also if he had been practicing at all. Because, like, right. that, he could have stuck his face in there, but if he had been practicing and knew what he was doing, he might actually have the basics to have been able to, like, fend off the memory. But he's like, been doing it long enough. It's been, like, four months, three or four months yeah. since he's been doing it. Yeah, since and break. He's been doing it, like, what, like, once a week or something? Once or twice a week? So, I don't... Wasn't it twice a week? Because I was like, that sounds like a lot for remedial portions. <laughs> True. Maybe, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. But it just is, like... It's Harry's fault. There's, like... I mean, a lot of people are at fault. But also, it's... Harry not minding He does business. play a role. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't... I can't wait. Like, I, I don't think he ever tells... Hermione and Ron, I mean, yeah, Hermione and Ron about, like, what what he did. But I, like, kind of wish that scene was here. I get why he doesn't do it now, because he, because yeah. Snape is like, don't ever tell anyone. But also but at because some of point, what is revealed in the memory. It's like, it's not a pleasant thing for him to want to retell, so exactly. that's double exactly. why he doesn't want to say anything, but 
Yeah, it'd be an interesting conversation. Because like, I, I so know I Hermione would have been like, face. I feel like at that point, that that maybe that would have been, maybe that's the other reason Harry's not doing it, because he knows that that would be the breaking point for Hermione, and she would just get up and go sit with, like, Parvati and Lavender. <laughs> You're like, I can like, no longer. You know I don't even like these girls, but I cannot with you. <laughs> like, I can no longer, like, be friends. Like, we can't, don't talk to me in the halls. Don't ask me for nothing. Don't ask me no questions about homework. If you see me in the library, go the other way. Like, um, okay. So it was the first day of Easter holidays. Um, and Hermione was, or spent a large part of the day drawing up study schedules for the three of them. Um, Harry and Ron had let her do it. It was easier than arguing with her and they might come in useful. I don't know. I feel like Hermione cares more about their magical education than they do. Oh, Absolutely. And I feel like at a certain point. But also, she's like, I cannot be friends with you. She's like, I cannot be friends with you if you don't, if you're not smart, (laughs) if you don't study. So I'm going to draft these because I'm trying here. I'm trying, boys. You should at least pretend to care. At least let me make it. Like, if you don't have a study schedule, I can't be friends with you. So I'm just going to make you the study schedule so that we can remain friends and I can just mm-hmm. make sure that you guys stay alive. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'm going to be out in the ministry and y'all going to be back in school. Still. Like, yeah. Ma- this isn't like the rumor that one of the... Isn't Montague or someone, like, rumored to be like, maybe he's a little bit older than seventh year. <laughs> There's some Slytherin that they're like, he's so stupid. And I just oh, I can't remember. remember. Yeah. I know, like, I know, like, Crab and Goyle failed one of their OWLs and had to take it back. Maybe it was potions. Mm. At least potions. Yeah, they definitely got like a they actually something. had to take remedial potions. Whereas, like, for Harry, that was a front. Although maybe he probably should because he really should have. Yeah, but then he didn't need it next year. So yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So, Ron had been startled to discover they were only six weeks left until... There were only six <laughs> weeks left until their exams. How can like, that come as a shock? This is why I have this schedule. This is why. Hermione's like, <laughs> how can expecting? that come as a shock? Especially given the fact that she, like, gave them planners and, like, a calendar to, like... That's yeah, why she's For the holidays. It. It's she's like, like how, fam? gave you all the tools. And now she's, like, making magical spreadsheets for them so they can get their lives together. And it's, she's a woman after my own heart, although I wouldn't do it for other people. I think that's where I draw the line. Um, I don't know, said Ron. There's been a lot going on. Well, there you are, she said, handing him a schedule. If you follow that, you should do fine. Um, and Ron says, you've given me an evening off every week. That's for Quidditch practice, said Hermione. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even know his Quidditch schedule. He doesn't know his Quidditch schedule. Like, an evening off. You've given me an evening off every week. Dude, like, look make at your the ske- schedule. Look at the days. Look at the days. Look at the day, but also, like, you could like, probably give yourself more time night. off if you, like, do more on another day. Like, just, just, I don't know. I just, it's a thing that you probably should work on is your time management skills and, like, not wait on someone else to do it for you. With but whatever. That. Um, what's the point, he said, we've got as, about as much a chance of winning the Quidditch Cup this year as Dad's got of becoming Minister of Magic. Um, 
I'm pretty sure that um, people were speculating when this book came out that Arthur Weasley would become Minister of Magic because there are so many times when Ron says something offhand and it came true later, like when he was talking about like their um, their divination last book and he was like, oh, and you're going to win a bunch of money and it's going to be a really dark time or whatever he was saying. Like all of his, all of the stuff, like BS he came up with actually came true in some way, like in one way or another. So I am pretty positive that uh, there were speculation, heavy speculation that Arthur would actually become Minister of Magic because he said this. That's hilarious. Although that probably would have been like a good idea. Like Arthur or just like a Muggleborn, probably. Yeah. Um, get that representation. Um, uh, Hermione asked Harry what's wrong. What? He said quickly, nothing. Um, and then Hermione thinks, you know, doesn't know what happened in Snape's dungeon. So she <laughs> says, I saw Cho earlier and she looked really miserable too. Have you two had a row again? What? Oh, yeah, we have, said Harry, seizing gratefully on the excuse, um, because he doesn't really care about that, because he doesn't like Cho, and he hasn't liked her for quite some time now. Yeah, possibly all year. Probably all year. Ever since she came crying to him at Christmas, that was when he was done. He didn't know he was done, but that was when it was, and he was just wasting (laughs) her time this whole time. Um, what about... That sneak friend of hers, Marietta, said Harry. Yeah, well, I don't blame you, said Ron. If it hadn't been for her. And Ron goes into a rant about Marietta Edgecombe, which Harry found helpful because all he had to do was look angry, nod, and say, and say yeah, and that's right, whenever Ron drew breath, leaving his mind free also, to dwell even more miserably on what, what he had seen in the Pensieve. So, like, as you were saying last week, she... We never hear Hermione talk about what happened to Marietta, mm-hmm. and this was the time when it would have happened, and it doesn't happen because yep. Ron takes over the conversation. Mm-hmm. She literally well, I mean, really never talks about it. I wonder if, because I made a note about that too. Like, I wonder if it's because Ron takes over, because I think that like, if they were real, if if Hermione was as upset as you know what I mean, or just like as like indignant about the fact that like maybe she, like thinking that she'd done something right or that like Marietta deserved it or whatever I think that she or at least maybe if she was just feeling still kind of like salty about it um I think that she would have chimed in probably Mm -hmm. but we like don't see that and then I wonder if it's because like that was her getting like she got back at Marietta already like what's the point in like beating a dead horse you know what I'm saying or Or if if it's because like she feels bad about it or something right it's like not clear because she doesn't ever no one ever like goes to her about the fact that she like cursed this person um and so you don't actually hear her point of view at this point yeah um he felt as though the memory of it was eating him from the inside he'd never been so sure that his parent He had been so sure that his parents were wonderful people that he had never had the slightest difficulty in disbelieving Snape's aspersions about... Aspersions? I don't know. (laughs) On his father's (laughs) character. Like, uh, that's a word I only ever read, never say it out loud, so (laughs) there's that problem. Uh, Hadn't people like Hagrid and Sirius, who are totally unbiased, (laughs) told Harry how wonderful his father had been? Yeah, well, look at what Sirius was like himself, said a nagging voice inside Harry's head. He was just as bad, wasn't he? Yes, and he had once overheard Professor McGonagall saying that his father and Sirius had been troublemakers at school, but when she described them as forerunners of the Weasley twins, Harry could not imagine Fred and George dangling someone upside down for the fun of it. 
unless they really loathe them. Perhaps Malfoy or somebody who really deserved it, which is and what so, was happening. It's what was happening. It's so weird, right? So, like, I this this page his, is so interesting. His ability think- to make Snape like jump to Snape being the victim, like only the victim, is is really interesting because if it had been Malfoy and he had seen a memory of Malfoy being in this situation he would have been like, oh, well, he really deserved it because of all the other times that he's Because he has it. the full context, right? Yes. Like, if he had jumped into Malfoy's memories and saw him being turned into a ferret by a professor and, like, he didn't, and he didn't know and that was all the context he has is this child like, being, school needs to be like, shut down. Turned, like, transfigured by a professor, he would the be like, oh my god, poor Malfoy, what did he do? There's no way, there's nothing he could have done to warrant him being turned into a ferret. Like, he would have been so he would have felt so bad right but because yeah. he knows Malfoy and has like had all of these run-ins with him um since like they were 11 he's like oh yeah he would he would deserve it like Fred right. and George would do that but that's because Malfoy deserves that shit um but he doesn't yeah it's, it's so together. it's so interesting and I'm like put the picture together at all it's he does and it's like and I mean, I get it, right? Because like you're seeing your from his memory, yeah. Yeah, you're seeing it's that's other things. Like you're it's seeing subjective. it from Snape's memory. You're not seeing it from James or Sirius or even Remus, right? Like you're seeing right. it from Snape. So obviously, like it's gonna kind of skew towards what he was feeling. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's so weird. Um, Amani says, "Get out of our head," but I feel like if it's also in my head, then I can stay. <laughs> <laughs> and Portia says I can't that Harry's not it. picking up <laughs> that uh, Snape. Harry's not picking up on Snape setting up that good guy confrontation because it, it is very clearly um, orchestrated. Like he was waiting in the bushes <laughs> for these boys. It's not like he was just sitting there on his he own. Lurking. He knew Lily was over there, and he knows how Lily feels about it, and maybe how she's like. I don't know. Yeah, I have a lot yeah. of. Uh, Marauder era feelings because I've read a lot of Marauder era fic about uh, that time. Uh, also, but, if you're new here and you haven't, you should check out the Marauders bonus episode that we did like two years ago. Maybe like a year and a half ago. Yeah. I was like, has it been that long? I don't know if it's been uh, that long. It's been a long time. But probably a part two coming up. Um, <laughs> um, so okay. Harry, Harry tried to make a case for Snape. Why? Being having deserved what he had suffered at James's hand, but hadn't Lily asked, "What's he done to you?" And hadn't James replied, "It's more the fact that he exists, if you know what I mean." Hadn't James started it all simply because Sirius said he was bored? Harry remembered Lupin saying back in Grimmauld Place that Dumbledore had made him prefect in the hopes that he would be able to exercise some control over James and Sirius. But in the Pensieve, he had sat there and let it all happen. So, I, a couple things too, like. He tried to make a case for Snape having deserved what Why? he had suffered at, at James's hands. Okay, yeah, but you know all the shit. And not to say that, like, the stuff that he does now is um, justification for what he, for, like, how he was treated as a child, because um, that wouldn't make any sense. But, like, you know how he is now. So you can kind of, like, into when he's it an that, adult that he, and yeah, as an adult. You children? can kind of, like, think about how he maybe was as a child and, like, you obviously can't see it because, one, again, you're seeing it from Snape's point of view. Two, it's right after exams. So, like, he's not, like, you know, it's also, it's just, the context is everything. Um, yeah. 
But also, like, James saying it's more of the fact that he exists, if you know what I mean. Like, and Harry's taking that at face value, and I feel like... It's too... Like, it sounds really harsh, like, as a statement or whatever, or as an answer to, like, why are you torturing this person? But I think yeah. it's also really broad, and it's more of a comeback than a, like, literal thing, right? Yes. Like, James wasn't torturing Snape because he exists. He's torturing him because of all these, or, like, attacking him or whatever, because of, and like, all these little things that they've been, they've been going back and forth. They've been having these, like, super antagonistic relationship between each other. And, and there are a lot of things. because he exists and does what he does existing so it's Snape like is literally hanging life. out with future death eaters he himself is a future death eater like he looks up to lord voldemort at this time and so like that's a part of his existence and that shit's yeah. some bullshit um yeah we say it about like politicians or whatever all the time it's just like ugh, why are you here <laughs> and it's like if you take that out of context it's like oh why would you say that about an elected official okay, but, like, look at what they've been doing, and this is why I'm just like, oh, I don't want you to exist right now. Right, <laughs> Like, right. people say that kind of stuff all the time, so... Yeah, um, and then yeah. and then my it's last thing is Harry thinking about Remus and being, like, upset that Remus didn't do anything and, like, surprised that Remus didn't do anything. Meanwhile, Remus literally told you that he didn't do anything. Like, he's only remembering half of what he said at Grandma Place. He's like... Yes. He's Dumbledore made him prefect and hoped that he would exercise some control over James and Sirius. But do you, did you forget the part where he said he failed at doing that? <laughs> like, that's a thing he, <laughs> he actually really told you from his own mouth. He like, he, he wasn't hiding it from you. Not at all. So I don't think that he part, always, at the very least, you should Remus be surprised by that. always the man that he says he is. He's just like, I'm just going to be upfront with you about all of my problems. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that I'm a werewolf. But once you know that, I'm just going to lay it all bare. It's fine. <laughs> right. Like, he's... Like, he's never had, like, he's never, like, hidden from Harry um, about, when like, could, of his flaws. When he knows and, he like, can tell the truth, yeah. Exactly. Like, he's always been, like, this is what it was, this is how I was, and, you know, it was dumb. Like, I was dumb, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what yeah. it is to the past. Like, I regret it, but also, at least I didn't stick my face in other people's thoughts. Um... <laughs> So Harry, Harry, go ahead. Sorry. Harry reminded Harry reminded himself that Lily had intervened. His mother had been decent, yet the memory of the look on her face as she shouted at James disturbed him quite as much as anything else. She clearly loathed James, and Harry could not understand how they could have ended up married. Once or twice, or he even wondered whether James had forced her into it. And I just, why would you go there? This is fifth year. They have at least two more years since you know that they're, um, they were together, like, like right out of school. But, like... And at least, like, six more... It's not like no. she said yes right have, now. Yeah, I'm like, they have six more years of their life as well. Like, a lot can happen. A lot can happen. And that's As the fic will tell you. <laughs> oh, those fic. Oh, the... Oh, we're head boy and girl, and now we live in the same room. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It doesn't make any kind of sense. I've read so much Marauder fanfic. It's kind of ridiculous. That's like actually the only fanfic that I've read. Yes. Except for that one Blaze and Luna fic that I found because I was really curious. I was like, really? Okay. It was really strange. I was like, I bet you and I can make that work. (laughs) Yeah, we can. Um, But I was like, that's a thing? Okay. I'm curious. But other than that, other than that, yeah all the all the marauder fic and almost like 
Yeah, like half of what I've read have been Willie and James in their oh, own head boy and girl, girl quarters. And one of them ro- walks into the other, in, like, in on the other while they're changing while or changing. something ridiculous. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, we need a convenient place to make out. Oh, we have a bedroom. Mm-hmm. What? Why was, why, 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 why? It just doesn't, that doesn't track. No. Not when the boys or like staircase. Or like James is sitting there the and she's like. the staircase slides down. <laughs> or like James sitting because there and Lily's like, he's changed so much since two years ago. He's so mature now. <laughs> it's literally all the figures. And it's I so love great. it for that. I love it so much. I love it. I'm like, I will read anything starting from this moment until seventh year. I don't do anything before. And I rarely do the actual sixth memory scene. But sixth year, like, usually James's parents have died. Right. So, so then like, and that's always the catalyst. Like, his parents have died. So now he's really sad. And that's why he's mature now. Yes. It's the best. It's so it's great. The best. It's like at some point his parents do have to die, so why not during school? Sometimes they're killed by Voldemort, other times they're just sick, and then he's just like really sad all year and like just like kinda still naughty or whatever, but like she's sort of like looking at him with a new eye and then on the train they get into the prefect car and it's just like you you, you. oh my god they're gosh. just so shocked and then like eventually at least by easter they're together yep i'm glad you're with me on and this. then there's and then there's serious shenanigans always always <laughs> always serious shenanigans always i read Usually one serious where he like at stole james's, james's glasses what? so that he could like go on <laughs> Like, and then he had to, like, go or walk around and he couldn't see. And then I think he, like, either Lily helped him or he was, like, or, like, she thought he was sexually harassing him because he couldn't see. It was, it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end, Sirius is like, ha ha, I had your glasses this whole time. And I love it so much. It's so good. (laughs) Man, I just want to do that now. I just want to go read. I'm, like, thinking, like, hmm, maybe I'll do that. After this, yeah. instead of watching Naruto. Problematic. Amani in the chat says Dumbledore is a messy shipper, which is kind of why he puts them as head girl and boy in the first place. Like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It is He's like, ooh, reason. we have these empty quarters, and I've seen some an- some some issues between. He's, right, he's like, a matchmaker. He's absolutely a matchmaker, because the whole reason why Ron is a prefect is because she's trying to matchmake him and Hermione. See oh my reason. gosh! Like Dumbledore oh, only get, puts like, people into position. That sounds like an amazing reality show. Like Dumbledore as a matchmaker, <laughs> and like no one knows it's what he like. That's what he does as headmaster, and no one knows. He's just like he has like charts hmm. in his room. Cho Chang and Harry. I can see it. Let's see. Let's let's try this out. He has like uh, boards in his in the office, and the head, the portraits are like. No, no, no. You no, know they that's not what be they compatible. talk about. I was on the seventh when Harry's floor. like goes in when he's like about to knock on the door and he hears all the voices and shit, <laughs> and then he knocks. They're talking and about like, okay, students sh- that they're like, we have to stop <laughs> shipping everyone, guys. We have to stop. They're like, because they can travel around and no one really pays attention to the portrait. So it's like, well, I saw them making out in the broom closet <laughs> on the sixth floor. Oh, really? Well, I saw that he was making out with this other girl in the third floor bathroom. What? Oh my god! Right, so this might need to be. A and Dumbledore is just like, wow. Oh, youth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should move. Okay, on. <laughs> we should. I don't know how we got there. But it was great. Um, it makes sense for nearly. In context. True. Um, for nearly uh, five years, the thought of 
his father had a source said the of porches comfort. have a draft. <laughs> they do. I'm imagining it. I literally see like a March Madness board just like <laughs> floating in the middle of Dumbledore's office, and every time someone knocks, he has to like wave it away. Mm-hmm. He's like, wait, just one second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so for nearly five years, the thought of his father had been a source of comfort, of inspiration. Um, whenever someone had told him that he was like James, he had glowed with pride inside, and now, now he felt cold and miserable at the thought of him. Um, so he's, yeah, so he's just having a hard time, which is understandable. Um, I think that, like, yeah, when you ha- when you walk around with one opinion of someone and then you find out like more about them um and it doesn't necessarily fit with what you've thought about them, and especially someone like a parent where like you like it they're tied to your identity in in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? It's not it's yeah. it's I think it's harder in this case versus like when you find out that your fave is um a Trump supporter or something (laughs) like like that it sucks but then it's like I can let you go because like we're not related and like you didn't you know what I mean versus like if it's your parent um right that just is like harder especially if it's someone who you didn't like grow up with too it's like someone you lost early on and then you're like oh well they did some pretty shitty things so what does that say about me and like all that kind of stuff yeah I think Um, every it's like sort of the puberty thing so it's like it's not just Harry. Like all most teenagers have some moment where they're like, "Oh, this thing that I thought about my parents or your guardians or whoever raised you is not exactly what you pictured as a kid." And it's just like part mm-hmm. of that growing up thing. Like I'm sure Ron. I'm trying to think of what Arthur and Molly would be up to. That Ron would be like, "They're not who I thought." <laughs> or, or the secret theory that Hermione's parents never was approving of her uh, magic, and she's just had the memory wiped this whole time. I've seen that, that theory. That theory is fun. That theory is that wild. That theory is fun. Like, so wild. It's got it gets, it's real dark real quick. Like I remember reading that and being like, "This is disturbing," <laughs> like, this and is I'm why a little she's sad. Never now. home because they don't know who she is. And they don't because they didn't love her. Dang. Yeah. It's yikes scary um so harry is in the library um and um jimmy turns up looking very windswept um yes she is he likes windswept (laughs) um it was a late sunday evening hermione had gone back to gryffindor tower um and ron had quidditch practice oh hi he said how come you're not at practice it's over said jenny ron had to take had to take jack sloper up to the hospital wing um because they think he knocked himself out with his own bat. <laughs> unfortunate. Anyway, a package just arrived. It's only just got through Umbridge's new screening process. Um, so she hoisted a box wrapped in brown paper on the table and it had clearly been unwrapped and carelessly rewrapped. And there was a scribbled note across in red ink reading, inspected and passed by the Hogwarts High Inquisitor. Like, girl, you know it's Easter. Like, why are you all up in people's... She probably took one of the small chocolate ones and, like, eggs and tried to, she was like, they won't notice. Yeah, she absolutely did. Mm Mm-hmm. She got a stack. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Easter eggs from Mrs. Weasley. Um, Jenny hands Harry a handsome chocolate egg decorated in small ice snitches, and according to the packaging, it contained a bag of fizzing Wisbees. Um, Harry looked at it for a moment, then, to his horror, felt a hard lump rise in his throat. 
Which is interesting. I feel like, I don't know, I just, like, never thought about it that much before, but I think it's it has something to do with, like, being parented. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. He's yeah. like, oh, my parents may have been trash. Oh, I have Mrs. Weasley. I know. He's feeling a lot of feelings right now. Because he's, like, I'm sure he, like, thinks, looks at that, and then he's, like, reminded of, like, having, like, some kind of parent who's like sending him stuff and like cares about him and he's like okay but then my parents are trash and like what do I do and yeah, yeah. it's it's uh yeah um so Jenny asked if Harry's okay and Harry said I'm fine um you seem really down lately said Jenny you know I'm sure if you just talk to Cho I'm like look at Jenny out here trying to be a friend look at her she's like <laughs> she's like yeah, I'm, all, I'm over you. Maybe if I, you know, support you in this. Right, and I love that, like, I they Actually, all think that care. he's sad yeah. about Cho, and he lo- it's the last thing on his mind. Like, he's Literally given Cho thing. up at least four months ago. <laughs> that date he went it's on. like, wait, who are you talking he didn't, about? Like, I'm still thinking about, like, she said Hogsmeade on Valentine's Day, and he was about to say, so you want to know when the next Dumbledore's army meeting is? I'm just. I, then didn't I don't. think about the date not a once. No plans. Nothing. Nothing. Um. It's not Cho. I want to talk to. Said Harry. Who is it then? I. Um. He glanced around to make sure no one was listening. I wish I could talk to Sirius, but I know I can't. Why um, did you come up with the name Snuffles if no one's gonna use it? <laughs> because Snuffles doesn't make sense. Like I want to talk to my to Snuffles. Who is Snuffles? It's not a human name. Please. I mean, at least you use Padlet. I feel like not everyone knows. You, you never know. You, I don't know. It's very strange. Um, well, uh, so Harry um, takes, he unwraps his Easter egg and eats some because chocolate is the best and it makes you feel better. It's perfect. Um, well, said Jenny, if you really want to talk to Sirius, I expect we could think of a way to do it. Come on. With Umbridge policing the fires and reading all our mail. The thing about growing up with Fred and George, said Jenny, is that you, you sort of start to think anything's possible if you've got enough nerve. Um, yes, Jenny. Which is, like, a wonderful, wonderful quote. Also, this it is begins. the moment. It begins. But she doesn't capitalize on it. Like, I think she takes too long to capitalize because on it. she is over it. She's like, this boy is not paying attention no, to no, me. No, 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 I'm not talking I, about Jenny. I'm talking about Joe. I'm talking about the writing of it. Not saying that this is the moment where Harry necessarily, like, realizes that he likes Jenny or anything. Right. Or, like, you know what I mean? I think it's just, like, it's the moment. This is the moment where, like, I think the other time when we have Harry interacting with Jenny, she's mad at him because he didn't talk to her about being possessed. But, like, there she's with Ron and Hermione and they're kind of like all talking him down you know what I mean it's yeah. like not really the moment it's, it's not group. like the group moment it's it's a group moment not like one-on-one whereas like this is the first conversation we see with just the two of them yeah and I not necessarily that Harry needs to be because he, obviously he has a lot on his mind and he's like going through this whole existential crisis um but this is like the moment where you're like that's how you start it off, and then you kind of like slowly build to she the thought, moment she thought, where she thought she was slowly building. She did, except for the fact that like when Jenny in at the very end of this book tells Ron that she's dating Dean, Harry does not like he literally 
like, but that's why even, I think she thinks she's. And that should have been a moment where he should have been like, oh, at the very least, like, hmm, or like you know when they're in the Department of Mysteries together, maybe Ginny like almost gets gotten. He's like, no, Ginny, my love, or something. Like not that dramatic, but you that's know what I mean. Much. Like it's there too were fast. I think no, and I don't think, I, I, and I'm not saying not my love. Like I said, I'm being extra yeah, but yeah, i just yeah. think like the there needed to be a slow build as opposed to a oh snap i like jenny well you know what i mean i think this was I, the moment to start it instead of oh snap i like jenny all the way in like <laughs> what is it like chapter 10 or 11 or something of yeah, uh half blood prince like i think this because this is i don't know it gives you like another like 12 to 13 chapters to kind of build it yeah. and you can do a slow build but I think this is the moment where you start but I think she did start and then she kind of forgot and there was too much other stuff going on so then by the time it should have come up like by the time it comes up again it is sudden because Harry just had a lot going on I don't know I'm not I get the 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 idea that like it was rushed by the time mm-hmm. we get to it, but I'm not opposed to the way it happened. I just think there should have been more scenes, but they didn't have to be like, oh my goodness, he looks at her. Like I you know, like there could have been like two more scenes one on one before that happens in Half Blood Prince without mm-hmm. it and still without it being I like her at all. And then when he does realize, it's like, at least there are two more scenes for the actual Right, but at, and at least you can, like, at least the, the Even if readers he doesn't would realize understand, that right? Like, like I don't think right. Harry has to realize that he likes Jenny earlier than he does. he doesn't even know that he does I think like we Jeff. have to realize that he likes Jenny earlier than he does. Okay, You know yeah. what I mean? Because uh-huh. I definitely uh-huh. remember, like, reading Harry being like, oh, snap, I really like Jenny, and him being all angry. And I was like, what? Where did that come from? I was like, am I missing something? Um, and so that's what I'm saying. I think this is when you sow the seeds for us, not necessarily for him. Right. But just for us to start to be like, okay, I kind of think I see what's going on here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Portia's like, nope, should have just let them be. Single, that is. (laughs) True. Portia's not here for it. And it is the one thing about Portia that that hurts me. But I think that if it had started in that way, right? Like, I think maybe Portia would have a different... I don't know. I don't want to speak for Portia, but I'm just saying. Like, I think that a lot of people would probably have a, like, different opinion of it if it had been done a little smoother. Yes. And, like, didn't feel like it came out of the blue. Yeah. Like, I'm here for it, but it is not smooth. But also, it's just interesting because... I guess it's one reason why we can't trust Joe with the Marauder story because, again, Lily and James are not smooth. Like, it's sort of like they have maybe, probably, as with many things, it's like there was one moment in sixth year and then suddenly in seventh year they're together the whole year and they're high yeah. school sweethearts and they suddenly get married right after school and I, it's just like a weird, like, I, when we first hear about Lily and James and, like, the fact that they were in love and high school sweethearts and stuff, you kind of assume that they're together the whole time. And I like her e-porch. And you kind of assume they're together the whole time, or at least, like, a majority of it. And then you find out that they're not. And in some ways, it's sort of like, okay, they weren't really high school sweethearts, and that's, you know, kind of going against the, the trend or whatever. But then when you realize how young they were when Joe kills them, mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of like it was a sudden shift and then they didn't have that much time together and so it sort right. of like makes it you know like it yeah and so like, then you're oh. trying to figure out like okay so when did they get married and like right 
Because they had Harry, Harry when he was like 20, after. I think, right? Like, yes. So, yes. and there's and so, there's some time, right? Like, I do, they do yeah. say that, like, and yeah. we'll get there. Well, it's later on in the chapter, but, like, they say they started dating in seventh year, so that doesn't necessarily mean that they were, like, in love in seventh year, so maybe it's just, like, time after that where that, that happened. see, then that um, makes it less time that they were in love, and that's devastating. I mean, either way... <laughs> Like, you're not going to get away from that. Like, shh. I'm just this saying. This is why I read the fic. This is why I I'm read the fic. I'm just saying. You brought it but up. But anyway. You brought it anyway, up. Anyway, this is Happy why feels. Joe. That's why we're here. Happy right, feels. Right, this is why Joe is Career not in advice. the romance department. Because she just followed her own inner trajectory for Harry and Ginny that existed for Lily and James. And neither are really as romantic as you want them to be when you look at them from her perspective. But yeah, and her timeline. Yeah. Or ff.net. You can find plenty of stories. That so make many make romantic stories. And some that aren't. Some that are a little... <laughs> a little weird. But... Weird. Lots anyway. of romantic ones. Um, what do you think you're doing? Oh, damn. <laughs> whispered Jenny. I forgot. Madam Pence was swooping down upon them, her shriveled face contorted with rage. Chocolate in the library, she screamed. Out, out, out. But also, I love Ginny's like casual cussing. Yeah, they have thrown in here, which she's is like, like, oh, she's a, she really is a cool girl. Mm-hmm. She's fourteen no now, other character, guys. She says swear words. But no other character, <laughs> no other character. Like every time Ron curses, it's off page. Like it's sort of like Ron curse. Mm-hmm. Hermione stopped Ron from cursing, <laughs> or whatever. So it's interesting that like the first like kind of swear word for a children's novel <laughs> um is Ginny yeah like, oops but she's a rebel or something she brought chocolate in the library so yeah that's how you know it's real um and so she, uh Madame Pence whipped out her wand and caused Harry's books bag and ink bottle to chase him and Ginny from the library whacking them repeatedly over the head as they ran um so Our first adventure together I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. No, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish there was more. Um, So as though to underline the importance of the upcoming examinations, a batch of pamphlets, leaflets, and notices concerning various wizarding careers appeared on the tables in Gryffindor Tower shortly before the end of lessons, or the end of holidays, sorry, Um, along with a notice on the board which read, Career advice, all fifth years will be required to attend a short meeting with their head of house during the first week of the summer term, in which they will be given the opportunity to, to discuss their future careers. Times of individual appointments are listed below. Um, and so Harry finds out he meets with McGonagall on Monday and that he will be missing most of divination. Um, and so he and the other fifth years spent the rest of um, their holiday kind of looking through um the pamphlets and stuff just to kind of like look at job options once they leave um Hogwarts so early it's very early 15 is really early early. it's very early 15 I was I didn't know no I thought I was gonna be what did I think I was gonna be at 15 thought I was gonna do something in environmental like justice because I was in like that like we had small schools at my high school so that was like in that small school um and so then by the time I graduated high school 
yeah, I thought I was going to be in environmental law. <laughs> and well, and it was not a thing that I wanted to do. It was just what I thought was, like, the better, like, like the option or whatever. And then I took, like, one government class in college, and I realized I actually took two. <laughs> That's a wrap. I took two. And... <laughs> And I didn't like the professors, and then I realized there was only going to be one other professor in that thing, and I was like, I'm going to have to take classes from these people, and I don't want to do that. And I took an English class, and I was like, well, I like English a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh. I settled that. Yeah. Definitely did not see myself here at 15. <laughs> like, that's for sure. I mean, um, I guess... My dreams are coming true. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Um, but it was, it just sucks. It was, it was less of a, I don't know what I want to do. It's just that I don't think that I can do that thing. And so I'm like, can I do anything else? And it was just a consistent series of no's. Hmm. Law? No. Doctor? No. <laughs> None yeah. of these things. All right. Eight-year-old me said I was going to be a writer. Let's. I don't know, work on that. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, I definitely, I think I am probably living my dream where I'm, like, very close to it. Not quite. Not, like, actually backtrack a little bit. Not quite. Um, But I'm, like, (laughs) on the path, path, right? Whereas, like, but I didn't, like, admit to myself that, like, my dream was my dream until I decided to major for English. Or major in English. And that was, like, a big deal for me. I was like, mm-hmm. do I really want to do that? At that point, I think I was journaling, which is, like, after the last accidental. time I've journaled. And when I look, like, I think there's been, like, three times in my life when I've journaled. And it was, like, second grade, seventh and eighth grade, <laughs> and then my first year of college. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and also, I don't know if anyone else keeps their journals, but, like, reading journals from, like, second grade was was really cute. Seventh and eighth grade, wow. Angsty it's, like, really own. angsty and, like... It's it's one of those things where, like, I remember the last time I read it, I was like, wow, girl, like, you really struggling and none of this shit matters. <laughs> like, it was, it was <laughs> like, I feel for you, but also, like, you're, you don't, you're, you don't talk to any of these people anymore. None of this right. matters anymore, like, at all. It was such a big deal. It then, was such a big like, deal. Okay, um, but who are you again? It's very entertaining. But back to what I was saying. Um, like, I just remember, like, struggling with that in, in college. And I was like. 18 which is still really young um and I was like I want to major in English and I want to be a writer and is that even like a viable option and all and that's really like that's a lot of stress that like I mean I'm glad I said yes and like that's what I'm doing or like trying to do um but I just yeah 15 is too young to be like stressing about that stuff and feeling like you have to know right now but I mean they're in a bless you um, they're also in a society where like people get jobs right out of school, and like it Percy is nineteen. Career advice too early. Their jobs start too early. Like I'm like Percy early. is nineteen, working at the Ministry of Magic, like all junior undersecretary, like junior undersecretary to the minister at nineteen years old, which is like potentially like you know on the one hand that is kind of impressive um ignoring like kind of how he got that job and everything but like and and even just his job before that when he was 18 and working for crouch like he was fresh out of school and he has this like really important position it's like how do you there are only a certain amount of people like there are so many students and only a certain number of positions so it's like that 
position had to like magically uh-huh, <laughs> open up and then he had to beat out like all of his classmates and then whoever else might still be out of school because there are so few jobs in the wizarding world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's definitely impressive, but he's a prat, so that's true. Good. Exactly. We don't talk about him no more. Don't be like Percy. Um, don't be like Percy. <laughs> so, uh, well, I don't fancy healing, said Ron. It says um, here you need at least an E in an E at Newt level um, in potions, herbology, transfiguration, charms, and defense against dark arts. I mean, blimey, don't want much, do they? Well, it's a very responsible job, isn't it, said Hermione, which is like exactly you're literally going to be healing people. If if the healers didn't know all that stuff, your dad would be dead. So yeah. maybe put a little respect on their name <laughs> and on that position. <laughs> um, uh, Hermione let says... Madame Pomfrey hear you talk about healing like that. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, you don't seem to need many qualifications to liaise with muggles. All they want is, is an OWL in muggle studies. Much more important is your enthusiasm, patience, and a good sense of fun. You'd need more than a good sense of <laughs> fun to liaise with my Mr. uncle, Reason said Harry. <laughs> um, good sense of when to duck more like, which is true. Or just like, don't talk to Vernon Dursley. Don't ever Num- Rule number one. Um, he was halfway through a pamphlet on wizard banking. Listen to this. Are you seeking a challenging career involving travel, adventure, and substantial danger-related treasure bonuses? Then consider a position with the Gringotts Wizarding Bank, who are currently recruiting curse-breakers for thrilling opportunities abroad. They want arithmancy, though. You could do it, Hermione. Um, just again. I just... Colonizers. Uh, yes, I was literally like, <laughs> this is just so... Terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and invent- it's like going on safari, but like... It's gold, but then you still have to, like, take over people's, like, lands, I'm sure, and, like, take their magic, like, fight magical people to get gold for your wizarding government. Mm Mm-hmm. And breaking curses, like, y'all were talking about it in Prisoner of Azkaban when they were talking about going to Egypt, like... The curses are there for a reason. Leave them alone. Yeah. But, you know, if Harry had taken Arithmancy, I think that that job... Fits really like well life. with his personality. I yeah, think you know absolutely. he likes danger There's related danger. treasure bonuses. That's you know that that's sounds just right up his alley. And literally then you're you're breaking curses. Out. You know you're going all up in other people's business. Good defense. Swimming in it a little bit. You get to throw a couple Expelliarmus uh, jinxes at some folks. That you yeah. know. So. Um, I don't much fancy banking, said Hermione vaguely, now immersed in, have you got what it takes to train security trolls? Um, why would she be, why would she be reading that? I think she's just curious. (laughs) I feel like it's like in the same way that she reads other things, you know? Yeah, just everything. She's just like, hmm, I wonder what it takes. (laughs) I don't have it and I don't really care, but like, or like, I don't need what it takes, but I just want to know what it takes. See, that's what it is. She's already read the pamphlets that Harry is just now getting to. So mm-hmm. she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I've already looked at that. No, I don't want to do that. I've already looked at that. In two days, Harry's going to be like, so what about training security trolls? And like, I don't want to do that. Why would I want to? Why? Sir, I, I don't want to see another troll ever again in my life. Really? Honestly. Um, uh, 
So Fred and George come up to them um, and tell Harry that Jenny had a word with, uh, with them about him. Um, she says you need to talk to Sirius. What? Said Hermione sharply. Yeah, said Harry, trying to sound casual. Yeah, I thought I'd like... Don't be so ridiculous, said Hermione, with Umbridge groping around fires and frisking all the owls. Well, we think we can find a way around that, said George. It's a... I know. I know. know. (laughs) Hedwig is like, stop it! How dare you touch me like that? I mean, Hedda was the first one. If we want to talk about... (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, we think we can find a way around that, said George. It's a simple matter of causing a diversion. Now, you may have noticed that we've been rather quiet on the the mayhem front during (laughs) Easter holidays. What was the point, we asked ourselves, of disrupting leisure time? No point at all, we answered ourselves, um, says Fred. And, of course, we'd have messed up people studying, too, which would be the very last thing we'd want to do. He He gave Hermione a sanctimonious little nod. She looked rather taken aback by this thoughtfulness. But it's business as usual tomorrow, Fred continued. And if we're going to be causing a bit of uproar, why not do so? Do it so that Harry can have his chant with his chat with Sirius. Yes, but still, said Hermione. Even if you do cause a diversion, how is Harry supposed to talk to him? Umbridge's office, said Harry quietly. He had been thinking about it for a fortnight and could think of no alternative. Umbridge herself had told him that the only fire. Um, that was not being watched was her own. Are you insane? Said Hermione. I don't <laughs> think so, said Harry, shrugging. I yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> also, Hermione says that respect for people's time and not during owls. Yes. Exactly. The twins have respect for people's exactly. time. Exactly. And their study time specifically. The study time? They, they, like, they like specifically say it too, right? They don't just. It's in the text. It's, it's in, in the, the text. text, and then and the, and 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 Yates read this and was like, "Well then, guess we're gonna go ahead and and no. OWL." That's where you're wrong. He didn't he read didn't it. Read this. You're true. You're right. You're you're correct. Um, and then Portia says that the twins are the best part of this book. Um, and Amani says, "No alternative, Harry. I can think of one, aka open your present. Open your goddamn present, please." Like, just find out what it is. At the very least. It might not even help, but you might want to know what it is before you talk to your godfather and be like, hey, did you like the gift? Uh. uh I mean, clearly <laughs> not because you're in the goddamn fire. <laughs> so clearly you don't like the gift. Cause I really don't understand why Sirius's first question wasn't, what are you doing here? <laughs> right? Why didn't you use the mirror? And Harry had been just like, use the mirror, what mirror? Yeah. I Boy. wish. Boy. Oh my gosh. Just, oh my god. Okay. Um, and how are you going to get in in the first place? Sirius's knife, he said. Um, last Christmas. Christmas, Christmas before, before last. last. Yeah. I opened his present and used what it is that he gave me mm-hmm. because it was useful. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe he gave me another useful gift this year. Hmm. Perhaps. Um, Portia says, hashtag, open your gift, Harry, 1995. <laughs> Indeed. We need another campaign. Two 1995 campaigns. Make Dean Prefect. Wow. Open your gift. <laughs> These are very important. Support us. We'll be starting a petition soon. 
and submitting it to the Department of Magical things. I don't know. I haven't decided. Department of Mysteries, because that's time travel. True. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Correct. Um... So, even if she's bewitched the door so Alohomora won't work, which I bet she has, what do you think about this? Hermione demanded of Ron, and Harry was reminded irresistibly of Mrs. Weasley appealing to her husband during Harry's first dinner at Grimald Place. I don't know, said Ron, looking him? alarmed. That was a, um, a hint. Um, not subtle at all. No. She's if Harry a wants. writer and not a romance writer. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, if Harry wants to do it, it's up to him, isn't he? Isn't it? Spoken like a true friend and Weasley, said Fred, said Fred, clapping Ron hard on the back. Right then, we're thinking of doing it tomorrow just after lessons because it should cause maximum impact if everybody's in the corridors. Harry will set it off at the East Wing somewhere, draw her away from her office. I reckon we should be able to guarantee you, like, what, 20 minutes? He said, looking at George. Easy, said George. What sort of diversion is it? asked Ron. You'll see, little bro, said Fred. At least you will if you trot along the Gregory the Smarmies corridor round about round about five o'clock tomorrow. Um, so just and it's gotta come back around at the end, obviously, but this is career advice and these are happy feelings. Um, so <laughs> first reason why this chapter is the best chapter in the entire series is because of the way that the Weasleys, um, and Fred and George specifically, support Harry. And Harry's like, I really want to do this thing. And they're like, all right, fam, we gonna make it work. Like, he's getting his support <laughs> from his brothers. And the Weasleys are the best. And Harry m- doesn't really deserve them at this moment in time, but it's okay. He still gets them. And, and they're awesome, even if he is nosing and is a problem. And so... <laughs> All the stuff that Harry's about to get that he doesn't really deserve. Like, it was funny as I was reading it this time around. I was like, this is making me so happy and, like, for Harry and makes me feel all warm inside. But also, like, Harry doesn't really deserve it right now. (laughs) All this love he's receiving. I feel like somebody needs to smack him on the face. It's all about balance. Just one time. It's all about balance. It's very true. Um... So Harry worked very, woke very early the next day, feeling almost as anxious um, as he had done the morning of his hearing at the Ministry of Magic. Um, it was not only the prospect of breaking into Umbridge's office. Um, today also happened to be the first time he would be in close proximity with Snape since Snape had thrown him out of his office as they had potions that day. <laughs> like, he just didn't think this through at all. Like, not only are you no longer able to take occlumency, but now you still have to go to class with this dude and you still have to see him with the knowledge that you dove into his memories. Like, he said, I'm going to go ahead. He basically was like, I never want to see you again. It's like, oh, crap. This kid's my student. I'm going to see him Monday. (laughs) And be mad about it because, like, what else you... Like, now you got to be in the same room with this person who, like, violated your privacy at such a, like, deep level. Jeez. Mm. Okay, so, um, Harry, um, was thinking again. He looked down at the beech tree, um, below which his father had once tormented Snape. He wasn't sure what Sirius could possibly say to him that would make up for what he had seen in the Pensieve, but he was desperate to hear Sirius's own account of what happened, to know if any <laughs> mitigating factors there might have been, any excuse at all for his father's behavior. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Excuse. I think, like, you could read this in one way as, like, him trying to look for excuses for Snape being, like, treated the way he was treated, but I also think, again, it's important to get 
different sides of a story, right? As opposed to just, like, one side of it. Making space is fact. Yeah. The only perspective worth hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he notices Hagrid um, coming out of the Forbidden Forest, lim- limping. Um, and so Harry's worried about Hagrid, but then he sees that he's stoking a fire, so, like, he's not incapacitated so he's like okay at (laughs) least um but yeah um so harry turned from the window and started to dress with the prospect of forcing entry into umbridge's office ahead harry had never expected the day to be a restful one but he had not reckoned on hermione's almost continual attempts to dissuade him from what he was planning (laughs) to do at five o'clock um so she just decides to like keep up a running commentary like of like all the reasons why Harry shouldn't do this which is like I do want to say like while Hermione's nagging can be annoying I do think it adds again to why this like reason number two why career advice is so great um Hermione really cares about (laughs) Harry right and she's like worried about him and she's like dude like I want to support you and like be here for you and my way of supporting you and being here for you is telling you what why you're like when you're being an idiot and yes. when you're doing a really reckless and like just it's not a good idea unnecessary thing yeah it's not really unnecessary right go upstairs and open your goddamn present because she doesn't know why he needs to see Sirius so badly exactly like, he hasn't explained properly so like so she's just like you that- all of a sudden want to go talk to Sirius we ain't got time for that you can get expelled. Right. And I think that if she had, maybe if she had known the circumstances, she'd be a bit less annoying about it, but she's still... No, she would know. no longer be friends with him. <laughs> so. Right, we, you established that earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so she says, if... Sorry, my lips are very chapped. <laughs> Um, if she does catch you there, apart from being expelled, she'll be able to guess you've been talking to Snuffles, and this time I expect she'll force you to drink Veritas Serum and answer her own questions. Um, and then Ron comes through because he was like, I haven't really said much, and I haven't really been terrible or, like, trash in the past couple chapters, so it's time. I just want to make my contention for the bench, like, just at least throw my hat in there. I don't necessarily have to, like... Get it. To get it, but I'm gonna just let y'all know that I'm available if that's where you want to put me. To sit, um, to sit out. So he said, Hermione, are you going to stop telling Harry off and listen to Ben's, or am I going to have to take notes instead? You take See, notes for a change, it, it won't kill you. <laughs> and then by the time they reach the dungeons, Ron, like, nor neither Harry nor Ron was speaking to Hermione any longer. Ron literally stopped talking to Hermione because she wouldn't take notes for him in a class that he's sitting in and can take notes for on his own his hand works his quill works he got some parchment it does his ears work everything works he's an able able bodied able bodied <laughs> young boy with magic with magic where he could spell something if he was not able bodied at the time mhm so meanwhile uh, <laughs> had seemed to decide to act as though harry were invisible which he is used to because it was one of Uncle Vernon's favorite tactics. Um, on the whole, he was grateful he had nothing. He had, he had to suffer nothing worse. In fact, compared to what he usually had to endure with from Snape in the way of taunts and snide remarks, because he's an adult and a grown teacher um, who maybe used to do that as a teenager, and that's why he got uh, hurtled upside down. 
Like, I think two weeks ago, Harry would have been like, wow, I really wish I could just shut him up by mm-hmm. hurling him upside down. And now he's like, oh, poor thing was hurled upside down. Anyway. <laughs> um, he found the new approach something of an improvement and was pleased when to find that when left well alone, he was able to concoct an invigoration drop quite easily. Which, you know. So, you know, when your teacher's not taunting... And making snide remarks at you in class you can actually when you get are supposed done. to be learning. You actually learn? Wow. Sounds like Snape shouldn't be teaching children. And then obviously next year, even though he is using Snape's book, you know, he's not being taunted. In it, he's not being taunted and potions is just not nearly as hard or terrible. Nope. What a wonder. It's, at it's the end of the curious, lesson, very <laughs> curious. Very curious. At the end of the lesson, he scooped some of the potion into a flask, corked it, and took it to Snape's desk for marks, um, feeling that he, feeling that he might have at least scraped an E. He had just turned away when he heard a smashing noise. My Malfoy gave a gleeful yell of laughter. Harry whipped around again. His potion sample lay in pieces on the floor, and Snape was surveying him with a look of gloating pleasure. Whoops, he said softly. Another zero, then, Potter. And, you know, like, it's bullshit, and it's a problem, but I also don't feel sorry for Harry. I'm also, like, (laughs) you kind of deserve that shit. You're like, yeah, I ain't mad at it. I'm just, I'm like... I just, he's a teacher, though. Like, this is so petty for a teacher and a grown man. I don't understand. Harry was too incensed to speak. He strode back to his cauldron, intending to fill another flask and force Snape to mark it. But he saw to his horror that the contents had vanished. I'm sorry, said Hermione with her hands over her mouth. I'm really sorry, Harry. I thought you'd finish, so I cleared up. Harry could not bring himself to answer. When the bell rang, he hurried out of the dungeon with a backwards glance and made sure that he found himself a seat between Neville and Seamus for lunch so that Hermione could not start nagging him again about using Umbridge's office. It's Although funny, at that point, least... she should have, she should, like, pause, be like, dang, I really did ruin his marks, mm-hmm. so... I'm and at least, like, he's not, he, he doesn't seem mad at her about that, though. He's more just, like, because he, he didn't say he's because he didn't want to talk to her again. He's like, I just need her to not be in my ear. Which is, yeah. like, valid, even though she's right. And he's just frustrated because the whole moment was just like Snape was is supposed to be a teacher and so was petty and he maybe deserved it a little bit but also Snape is a teacher and shouldn't have been petty. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and like it's like both and right like I'm work. like Snape was absolutely in the wrong and should not have done that. But also, <laughs> Harry stuck his face in his memories, so I'm just like yeah, sometimes <laughs> shit happens. You know, sometimes your your fingers are real slippery. You know, so maybe he maybe he just put lotion on, or something. You know, he's greasy. He can't really help that. He just like right. I was like, Snape. Like, he don't need no more. Lotion. He doesn't need more lotion. You right? More. Yeah. He just he like he has he's his hands are just they they slip or something. I don't know. I don't really want to be like defending him. So maybe let's stop, stop and keep going. Him. It's career stop advice. Happy things. Um, it's about to go down so, right now. <laughs> um, so then Harry um, forgets about his career appointment with Professor McGonagall, um, remembering only when Ron asked him why he wasn't in her office. So he hurdles upstairs and arrives out of breath um, a few minutes late. Sorry, Professor, I forgot. No matter, uh, Potter said, uh, 
McGonagall briskly, but as she spoke, someone else sniffed from the corner. <laughs> and I'm sure <laughs> McGonagall is like, McGonagall is saying uh, no matter, but she's also like, you really left me in this room for three with whole minutes woman. by myself with this woman. <laughs> three whole minutes, Potter. How dare you. Dare You've you. shortened my life. <laughs> Wasted my time. Three whole minutes. Um, so Umbridge was sitting there, a clipboard on her knee, a fussy little pie frill around her neck, and a small, horribly smug smile on her face. Like, what's the point of being there while they, and while, during the advice? There's no point. And also, There's like, no is she in all of them or just the one for Harry? Probably just the one for Harry. Because there's got to be at least another one happening at this time. Yeah, and there has to be, like, something that she can do to get under Harry's skin so that she can give him detention and or expel him and or send him to Azkaban. And to send him away from the ministry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Like, I don't think he should be in the ministry. Yeah. Um... Sit down, Potter, said McGonagall tersely. Um, Her hands shook slightly as she shuffled the many pamphlets littering her desk. Um, Harry sat with his back to Umbridge and did his best to pretend he could not hear the scratching of her quill on her clipboard. Well, Potter, this meeting is to talk over any career ideas you might have and to help you decide which subjects you um, should continue into sixth and seventh year. Have you had any thoughts about what you would like to do after you leave Hogwarts? Uh, said Harry. Yes. Well, I thought of maybe becoming an R, um, Harry mumbled. You'd need top grades for that, said McGonagall. They asked for a minimum of five newts um, with nothing under exceeds expectations. Um, then you would be required to undergo a stringent series of character and aptitude tests at the R office. It's a difficult career path, Potter. They only take the best. In fact, I don't think anybody has been taken on in the last three years. Um, I do. Since I like talks. that she's very realistic about it, right? Like she doesn't say that he can't do it. He's like, she's just right. like, this is what you're gonna need, um, and it's a difficult. It's difficult. I'm not gonna tell you it's easy, right? But these are things that you'll have to do, as opposed to saying like, I don't know, man, your grades. I don't know. She's <laughs> like, nah, these are things you have to do, and you're gonna have to bring. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But also, Tonks was the last. Oh, true. Oh, that is true. Because she did graduate three years ago. Three years ago. Actually. Mm mm. I think so. Because if she was an R. We met her. Oh, we met her this year, but. Three years ago, she would have still been in. She would have been in her training. She graduated from Hogwarts five years. into the program. Yeah. Five years ago. I think they mean accepted into the program, which includes training. Oh. Or something. I feel like it might work, but I just can't do math right I think now. It, I think I've read it somewhere else where someone was like, oh, that must mean Tonks was in that like, last class of um, horrors. Because I don't think we meet anybody younger than her. Not that we meet all the horrors at all, but I expect there aren't that many. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure she's one of the more recent for sure, at the very least. Yeah. Um... Uh, okay, at this moment, Professor Dumbledore gave a... I'm sorry, Dumbledore. Yikes. Wow. Um, I, wow. I saw the UMB, and for some reason, I miss him <laughs> or something. Because he should be in this class, in this advice session. And he'd be like, ah, Harry, The headmaster R. with his favorite student. He'd be like, you want to be an R, Harry? 150 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Here's what you need. For Let's aiming high. Right Let's just make it happen. I'll, I'll email the minister. Yeah. I got you. I got you, fam. Got your letter of recommendation. It's just gonna say right here. Hire Harry I Potter. Three years ago. 
You need and her McGonagall's McGonagall be like, it's a difficult career path. You'll need uh three extra uh you know, you'll have training. And and Dumbledore be like, Training? What training? Nah, he could be R right now. He had OWLs? Nah, let me I got you. Let me go hit up Scrimger real quick. He's the head of the R office. You should know him. He's somebody you need to know. I'm a you could it's just like, go oh, intern you need for him. No less than you need no less than three exceeds expectations. All right. So in transfiguration, he gets you, exceeds expectations. <laughs> I've decided right now. Was just like Let me his parchment, sir. Can we set this child up to succeed? Can we not give him shortcuts? Give me the transcript. And then and then Dumbledore will be like, okay, well answers? his first his first training he saved the Sorcerer's Stone. Second training he uh you know went ahead and. Uh, defeated uh, the Basilisk and Tom Riddle's memory in the Chamber of Secrets, although Fox really did that. Um, and then also, third year, he saved Sirius though. Black. He all no, those things, all, all those things that he did, um, literally counted his, his training because he just gets into the R. That's actually how he does true. not take newts. They were like they were like his uh, uh, what's it called the his Triwizard Tournament situation. He fought Voldemort. He was on the run for a year. He didn't go back to Hogwarts and get his the rest of education and they were like he did not, that's cool that's he fine did not get his education yeah um so they just let him in i mean they let a bunch of people in because they're like you all just fought they let ron in too right but yeah yes they do which i just probably not it was a it was war time it was post-war you know they just needed the the bodies <laughs> uh, they needed the bodies and even ron's like i don't think this is for me i gotta quit mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very it all, true. It all comes together. He said, together. let's go. But this is literally Harry's training. Like, we're joking, but also it's literally it's what happened. what happened. It is what happened. Except Dumbledore didn't have a hand in it. In terms of him being hired, <laughs> he had a hand in the other stuff, because he definitely saw Harry and them running after Sorcerer's Stone and was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Portia in the chat says... See, this is what happens when you piss McG off. Instead of pushing him to become uh, teaching defense against the dark arts, she's helping him become an Auror. So basically, she's like, oh, I'm going to send you off to die. But also, I think being or- an Auror is safer than the defense against the dark arts position. At this point. She just knows that. She's True. like, look. It's also, you know, you have a longer, you have a space to grow. Right. right? Like, you like why am I going to push you into this one-year career? Mm-hmm. This exactly. Career why would you what? do that? When the possibility at the end is death. Who knows? You might be fine. You might just get fired or like have to Lose quit or something. But you know, yeah. we we have a potential bed for you in St. Mungo's just in case. We, Always. Yeah. I honestly think that St. Mungo's must have a bed open for Harry Potter at all times. Professor Mrs. Pomfrey is just like, so I'm gonna need y'all <laughs> because sometimes I don't know if I can deal with this boy. I don't think that I have during the summers. I don't know what he's up to. She's like, I don't have the patience. So you should just have a bed for him. Just have it ready. Just yeah, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's that's <laughs> the motto for Madame Pomfrey. Okay, um, so Umbridge gave a very tiny cough, um, as though trying to see how quietly she could do it. Professor McGonagall ignored her. You want to know what subjects you ought to take, I suppose? Yes, said Harry. Defense against the dark arts. Naturally, I would also advise. Umbridge gave another cough. <laughs> Professor McGonagall closed her eyes for a moment, opened them again, and continued as though nothing had happened. She called upon the Lord. <laughs> and she was just like... If she were black, it was like she called upon the ancestors. She just said, Lord, help me. <laughs> like, this woman is about to catch these hands. And then she said, I would also advise I transfiguration because auras frequently need to transfigure or untransfigure in their work. 
Um, and I ought to tell you now, Potter, I do not accept students in my new classes unless they have achieved exceeds expectations or higher in ordinary wizarding level. I'd say you're averaging acceptable at the moment, so you'll need to put in some good hard work before exams to start um, to stand a chance of continuing. Um, so again, I like that. I like that she's like very transparent with what he needs, and like these are areas where you need to do better, but not like that it's impossible. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, again, this is reason number three why career there advice two- is the best. <laughs> There the are two best good teachers at this school. Um, actually, there are exactly two. Two, yeah. Professor it's... McGonagall and Professor Flitwick mm-hmm. are the only Sprout. two teachers I trust. Don't forget about Sprout. I. How could I forget about my head? Wow, of Connie. Wow. How could you? Mm. How could that? But um, trust her too. <laughs> um. So then you ought to do charms, always useful, and potions. Yes, Potter potions. Poisons and antidotes are essential study for ours, and I must tell you that Professor Snape absolutely refuses to take students who get anything other than an outstanding in their OWLs, so. And I think, so you, um, in Sorcerer's Stone, when, it, when Snape's like, these are all the things I can teach you as long as y'all aren't all idiots. So I think once OWLs is done, he's like, <laughs> I'm only teaching the elite. I only have the patience. <laughs> For the elite. I really don't have the patience. Yeah, he said I don't have it. <laughs> like, I, you know I don't At have least he knows like, himself a little bit. Not quite, not all the way, right? Like, because he couldn't, she shouldn't be teaching he, children at all. But, like, by the time he's, he's, like, 16 at the very least. If they're, like, prodigies at potions, then I got you. I can do this. Um, Umbridge gave her most pronounced cough yet. May I offer you a cough drop, Dolores? Monogles <laughs> asked curtly without looking at Umbridge. Oh, no, thank you very much, said Umbridge. I just wondered whether I could make the teensiest interruption, Minerva. I dare dare say you'll find you can, said McGonagall through her tightly gritted teeth. I was just wondering whether Mr. Potter has quite the temperament uh, for an R. Were you? He has the best temperament. He has the best temperament. Um, (laughs) And then she said, McGonagall said, were you? Well, Potter, if you are serious in this ambition, I would advise you concentrate hard on bringing your transfiguration and potions up to scratch. I see Professor Flitwick has graded you between acceptable and exceeds expectations for the last two years, so your charms work seems satisfactory. As for Defense Against the Dark Arts, your marks have been generally high. Professor Lupin in particular thought you. Are you quite sure you wouldn't like a cough drop, Dolores? I love that she, like, that Umbridge says that one thing, and McGonagall's like, oh, that's what you were wondering? Hmm, Okay. And immediately ignores it. He's just like, oh, really? And moving on. Interesting. And then moves on. Um, oh, no need. Thank you, Minerva. Simpered Umbridge, who had just coughed her loudest yet. I was just concerned that you may not have seen Harry's most recent defense against the dark arts marks in front of you. I'm quite sure I slipped in a note. What? This thing? Said this McGonagall. Is- the shade queen oh, is here. It's it's beautiful, and I just oh this thing she said this, this? little note you left me. She mm. you know when you like hold a, a gross tissue like after you like <laughs> you, like wiped a child's nose and you're just like mm. <laughs> yep exactly that's how she held that parchment. Yes, as I was saying, Potter Professor Lupin thought you showed a pronounced aptitude for the subject and obviously for an R. Did you not understand my note, Minerva? Of course I understood it, said McGonagall. Well then, I am confused. I'm I'm afraid I don't understand how you could give Mr. Potter false hope that... False hope, repeated McGonagall. He has achieved high marks in all of his defense against the dark arts tests. 
I'm terribly sorry to have to contradict you, Minerva, but as you see from my note, Harry has been achieving very poor results in his class with me. <laughs> I should have made my meaning plainer, said McGonagall. All right, he has achieved tea. high marks in all defense against the dark arts test set by a competent teacher. The heavens open up. Light pours Harry's down. Just sitting there like, um, what, what Harry's like, do? this has nothing. Like, it has to do with me, but it has nothing to do with me anymore. This is no longer a conversation <laughs> I need to be a part of. But I'm we here. Gotta go. So wrote I'm the a vision and made it plain. Relish in it. This is oof, ooh. This I is like made my meaning plainer. I uh, I uh, write the vision. And make it plain Oof. is what she just did. I I just I aspire to this. <laughs> this is like this is my real. This is my not, true dream. <laughs> like, that's not shade. That's a read. It is that a read. Yeah, shade. it's it's upgraded it from read. shade because she's no longer. It's not concealed. It's like all out right. there. She said, yes. "You are a terrible teacher." She opened so. up like a book and was just like, "She so said, I don't see anything you, in let's this book. open our page to." Uh, <laughs> 664 shall we and just let you know what's going on here <laughs> Portia says that Mingji should be like I'm confused about when I gave you the impression that I cared about your opinion which is essentially what she's what done she just said. yeah she's been demonstrating it at least but it would have been great if she had said it too um so Umbridge's smile vanished as suddenly as a light bulb blowing She sat back in her chair, turned a sheet on her clipboard, and began scribbling very fast indeed, uh, her bulging eyes rolling from side to side. McGonagall turned back to Harry, her thin nostrils flared, her eyes burning. Um, Any questions, Potter? Yes, said Harry. Like, (laughs) I love that he goes back to, like, asking legitimate questions, right? Like, he's like, like, I don't know. He was like, I don't need to be. I mean, this is entertaining, but I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut. And then, and then he's he's like... the one time he listened to McGonagall, who told him all year to keep his mouth mm -hmm. shut. She's been telling him since day one. She's like, do you need a biscuit to shut that mouth? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now he's, now he's like, what sort of character and aptitude test do I need? After, after I get past all the newts. Um, well, you'll need to demonstrate the ability to react well to um, pressure and so forth, perseverance and dedication, because our training takes a further three years, not to mention very high skills in practical defense. It will mean a lot more study after you've left school. Um, so unless you're prepared to, um, really quickly, he can do all of this. Like, I think, you know, we he has issues um, with, like, yeah. classes and, and that kind of, like, structure, but... He yeah. is nothing if um, he does nothing if not working well under pressure, um, and like yeah, or being dedicated to saving his own life as well. Yeah, <laughs> lots of experience. He's quick on his feet. Save his own life. He has defeated a dark lord, like or at least escaped from him like three times, five, four, four times at this point, possibly. Um, yeah. So you know that part three. he's got. Oh yeah, four. That part will be a piece of cake if he actually had to do that. He's already beat his parents in the number of times he's faced Voldemort mm-hmm. live. And I think, and I think that's probably why divide. the ministry was like, yeah, you can be an R. We, you got all your aptitude tests. I don't need to yeah. see nothing. <laughs> you defeated Voldemort. <laughs> I think we, we're good. I don't, we've I seen your we resume. Trust, <laughs> I think we can trust yeah. that you will be competent at the job. Yeah. Because we all stood there and watched as you destroyed the greatest wizard of all time. Although so, he probably still doesn't know in. anything about Here's poisons. Here's coffee for your welcome. 
meeting. Yep. All he knows There's is shove a bezoar down his throat. That's all he knows for po- <laughs> for his poisons. He maybe maybe should have taken that one. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I think you'll also find, said Umbridge, her voice very cold now, that the Ministry looks into the records of those applying to be ours. They're criminal records. Unless you're prepared to take even more exams after Hogwarts, you should really look at another, which means that this boy has as much chance of becoming an R as Dumbledore has of ever returning to this school. A very good chance, then, said Professor McGonagall. Potter has a criminal record. Potter has been cleared of all charges, said McGonagall even loud, um, more loudly. Umbridge stood up. She was so short that this did not make a great deal of difference, but her fussy, simpering demeanor had given place to a hard fury um, that made her broad, flabby face look oddly sinister. Potter has no chance whatsoever of becoming an R. Um, please leave. I don't understand why why she thought, Let's like, anyone asked, like Portia was saying, like, no one asked for her opinion. I don't, she's getting all worked up and upset, but she didn't have to be here. She could be, right. I don't know, doing her job. But instead she's like, sitting here. Is there here. not a defense against the dark arts class that needs to be taught right now? She, like, or does she have a sub or something? Like, what's happening here? Because how can you be inspecting people's classes, teaching your own classes, sitting in on the and career headmaster. advice, inspecting all the mail? Like, <laughs> and headmaster. And headmaster. Dumbledore didn't teach not on one subject, and he was the headmaster for, like, 50 years. What's he teaching? What else he doing with his time? So how's she doing all of this? And even Dumbledore is like, mm, I don't know if I can fit teaching into my schedule. Like, she's doing the most. Maybe he teaches advanced um, transfiguration. McGonagall got to her feet too, and in her case, this was a, it was a much more impressive move. She towered over Umbridge. Potter, she said in ringing tones, I will assist you to become an R if it's the last thing I do. If I have to coach you nightly, I will make sure you achieve the required results. <laughs> Reason number four why career advice is the best chapter of the Harry Potter series. Girl. She's my favorite. And I, is there fanfic out there of McGonagall teaching Harry how to do, how to like up his transfiguration in potions classes? Because if so, please send it to me. I would like to read it. (laughs) It's probably an eighth year fic where it's like, Harry does not go back to school. And he's like, oh, wait, I was actually really bad at this. So he probably go, ooh, because then when he's dating Ginny, who did go back to school, he like, ooh, I'm going to just show up for these classes. And then he like scoops Ginny up from her classes afterwards. And then they make out a little bit. And then he's like, I got to go. Because I got to go. I got like, these extra I've lessons had... with McGonagall. I and know she's, she's a headmaster like, and girl, stuff. But... So I have my own room. <laughs> Because that's how all fics go. All seven year fics. Exactly. All you have to deal with the with the, like the pesky sliding stairs, roommates, yeah. none of that. Um, but yes, I just no, if, it, if there is fanfic out there, not inspecting these rooms. Yes, anyway. if there is fanfic out there of McGonagall tutoring Harry in Transfiguration and Potions, please. I would I would like to prolong my happy feelings about career advice. <laughs> um... The Ministry of Magic, like, even Umbridge can't really make me upset because McGonagall is so amazing, right? I'm like, she's saying all these things, and I'm like, okay, and so? The fuck? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what's looking for the comeback? Um, The Minister of Magic will never employ Harry Potter. There may well be a new minister by the time Potter is ready to join, shouted McGonagall. 
Aha! Shrieked Umbridge. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. That's what you want, isn't it, Minerva McGonagall? You want Cornelius Fudge replaced by Albus Dumbledore. You think you'll be where I am, don't you? Senior undersecretary to the minister and headmistress to boot. Girl. What? That escalated so quickly. My girl, a whole conspiracy theory. She's been sitting on this since she first stepped foot at Hogwarts this year. But how does she have time to plot this conspiracy theory? She is the headmistress and inspecting all the mail and the high inquisitor coming up all these rules and like having probably daily meetings with Fudge and she's maybe teaching a class or two. Nah, she was, it was, it was in, she was sitting on it. Like it was like deep, heavy in her spirit and she was waiting on the confirmation. She was waiting on the confirmation and now she's like, aha. I, I see what you're doing here. I see what's going on. Um, and McGonagall is like, McGonagall's like, you are raving. Like, girl, you crazy. I need you to chill. Basically, she said, Umbridge, please like, sit down, <laughs> take a deep Umbridge, breath, please. <laughs> like just chill, Wusa. Instead of bitch, please, because it's- say Umbridge, please. <laughs> From now on, it's very good. Umbridge, please. <laughs> Because I also feel like she, like, I mean, it's obviously her own insecurities kind of, like, kind of showing themselves at this point. Um, Because it's not just like, oh, you want Cornelius Fudge to be, I mean, sorry, you want um, Albus Dumbledore to, like, replace Fudge, right? But it's also, you want to be where I am, senior undersecretary to the minister and headmistress, like, very specific. And I'm like, I don't think McGonagall ever cared about being senior younger secretary she to the minister. She's that. a transfiguration yeah. professor and has been for like forty she's something been the years. She had missed this for like forty yeah. years. Yeah, like she's, she's not tripping. Um, also, she would be headmistress at this point. That would be her actual job if you hadn't come in and taken it after ousting Dumbledore. So let's Absolutely. talk about it if you really want to go there. Um, and then McGonagall says, Potter, that concludes our career consultation. Harry slung his ba- bag over his shoulder and hurried out of the room, not daring to look at Umbridge. He could hear her and Professor McGonagall continuing to shout at each other all the way back oh, along Lord. the corridor. Umbridge was still breathing as though she had just run a race when she strode into the Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson that afternoon. Because she had to go to class. She's like, wait, I got somewhere to be. Okay, I gotta go. Let me run. Mm-hmm. I've been out of breath because I've been arguing, and now I have to run to class because, oh yeah, I'm a teacher still. Right, girl. Um, I hope you thought was- better of what you're planning to do, Harry, Hermione whispered. Um, as they open their books to chapter 34, non-retaliation and negotiation. There are hella, like, they really specifically were like, let's find a chapter. I mean, let's find a textbook with how many, like, (laughs) weeks are there in the school year? Like, 48, like, whatever, I don't know. 48 is an arbitrary number, but, like, 48 chapters. And, boom. Perfect. We've taught them all. Um, it's probably written specifically for that purpose. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Umber just like she's in a really course, bad mood already. One chapter, but yeah. Exactly. I kind of wish one Harry and Ron had told. I mean, sorry, Harry had told Ron and Hermione about that situation, but also it probably just wasn't the time. It's the biggest T. It's just like you would have never guessed. Like I had a front row seat. McGonagall lost her cool. <laughs> just. Whew. 
it, it had to happen later. It definitely it had happened to. later. It had Did I tell to. y'all about the time that Umbridge and McGonagall went at it in front of me? And I was just sitting there like... I ain't tell, I ain't tell y'all. Ooh. <laughs> Guys, sit down. Man. Um... So Harry could just imagine McGonagall's reaction if he had caught been caught tra- trespassing, sorry, um, in Umbridge's office mere hours after she had vouched for him. There was nothing to stop him simply going Harry. back to Gryffindor Tower and hoping that sometime during the next summer holiday he would have a chance to talk to Sirius about the scene he had witnessed in the pen scene. And he would have if he had not followed through on this plan. Mm-hmm. I think it would have helped. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens later, because he goes. Like, he recreates this plan because he's like, this is a good plan. It worked the first time. So, yeah. So let me go back to do it again. Mm -hmm. And then everything, like, falls apart because he, he, like, triggered so many of the moments that, like, led to what happens. Um, uh, Occlumency, not training, is absolutely one of them. But him going back to that office to talk to Sirius again and tell him what's up is, like, the other reason why everything falls apart because it worked the first time so if he had never done it and just gone back to the office to the Gryffindor Tower it's a happy feels you know what Connie that's really sad but we're in career advice and we don't have time for sad feelings this is all about happy feelings so instead Harry ignores that feeling and he's like I'm gonna do it anyway and so, um, sorry, McGonagall, I'm or sorry, out. Hermione said, still, still high off McGonagall and her brilliance. Um, <laughs> Hermione says, Dumbledore sacrificed himself to keep you in school, Harry, which is very true and something that he should take into consideration. Um, and if you get thrown out today, it'll, it will have all been for nothing. Um, he could abandon the plan and simply learn to live with the memory of what his father had done on a summer's day more than 20 years ago. And then he remembered Sirius in the fire upstairs in the Gryffindor common room, you're less th- like your father than I thought. The risk would have made it fun for James. But did he want to be like his father anymore? But he he thought that and he was like, I'm going to do it because he's a goddamn Gryffindor. <laughs> like you can't help his, but be like your father because his conflicting your feelings. father was yeah. one of the most Gryffindor Gryffindors ever. And you're just going to be a Gryffindor. So it's just, you can't help it. Mm-mm. Like just stop running from it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, Ron seemed determined to need to give neither his opinion nor his advice. Um, but at one point he tells Hermione in a low voice, give it a rest, okay? He can make up his own mind. Um, which is, I think, is actually at this point the best thing to do. Um, like, why keep harping on it, honestly? Mm-hmm. He's gonna do what he wants. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, like, a very subtle way of supporting Harry um, without giving his opinion, right? Because he's like, I mean... It's up to you, right? It's not really his, um, it's not really up to Hermione and Ron, and I think that Ron kind of respects that, at least at this moment. So Ron, he was like, maybe I want to sit down, and then he was like, nah, it's cool. Someone else could have that seat. It's fine. I'm good, actually. I can keep playing. Um, so yeah, so uh, Harry's heart beat fast as he left the classroom. He was halfway along the corridor when he heard the unmistakable sounds of a diversion going off in the distance. There were screams and yells reverberating from somewhere above them. Um, Umbridge came pelting out of her classroom as flat, as fast as her short legs would carry her. She is just having a day. And, I mean, she's been having, like, a good, like, two weeks, and I'm all for it. It's great. I have little legs. Uh, <laughs> Harry, please, said Hermione, um, weekly, but he had made up his mind. 
Um, so he runs in the direction of, he runs over to Umbridge's office, um, puts on his invisibility cloak and grabs Sirius's knife. And then he goes in to the office, which is empty. Nothing was moving except the horrible kittens on plates continuing to frolic on the wall (laughs) above the confiscated broomsticks. Um, cats, man. The cats. Harry pulled off his cloak, um, and grabbed some flu powder. He knelt... Um, onto the ground and stuck his head in the fireplace and then dropped the food powder onto the logs. They exploded at once into emerald green flames. Number 12, Grimald Place, he, sa- he said loudly and clearly. It was one of the most curious sensations he had ever experienced. He was traveling by food powder before, or he had traveled by food powder before, of course, but then it had been his entire body that had spun around. I don't know how you don't um, This time his knees remained I'll- firm on the cold floor of Umbridge's office and only his head hurtled through the emerald fire. That sounds like an awful thing I would never want to do. It sounds like you would, like, why are you not splinching yourself if you're, like, if the flu, if it's the same powder, mm-hmm. like, it feels like it should be a different product. And maybe it is, and it's just not, like, specified well, I or think, detailed. I think maybe but, because like, it's not really teleportation, it's a portal. But it is. Yes. So then it's like well, you can kind of be halfway and it's not it's not comfortable but I feel like no magical transportation is comfortable and I don't understand why they couldn't they don't envy them. figure it then out. Then you have to take the MTA every day so <laughs> I mean who's really winning here? True. Um, at least they get where they need to go quicker. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, the, and then a, it, uh, mm, wow. And then abruptly as it has, as it had begun, the spinning stopped. Um, feeling rather sick, as though he was wearing an ex- and as though he was wearing an exceptionally hot muffler around his head, Harry opened his eyes to find he was looking out um, of the kitchen fireplace at the long wooden table where a man sat poring over a piece of parchment. Serious? The man jumped and looked Hello. around. It wasn't serious, but Lupin. Remus. Hi. Yay. We're, we're 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 going real quick. We're we're hurtling really fast into reason number five. Why career advice is the best <laughs> chapter ever. I mean, any um, chapter with Lupin is the best chapter. Not the best. It's up there because this is the best chapter, but it's high up there. They can't all be the best. This has everything in it. It's so the best good. chapter is a tear, not a person. <laughs> It's a tear. Okay, okay. On a cake. Uh, <laughs> Harry, he said, looking thoroughly shocked. What are you, what's happened? Is everything all right? Yeah, said Harry. I just wondered, I mean, I just fancied a, a chat with Sirius. I'll call him, said Lupin. I just, it's so disrespectful. I understand that he wants to talk to Sirius, but, and it's not really Harry's fault, it's Joe's fault in forgetting that Remus is here and is a worthy person to talk to and yes he does and, get to, and harry has known remus longer than serious as well and yes like i just i'm just always gonna be and all of that, prisoner like, of Azkaban was setting up immediately surp- the relationship yeah, like, between harry harry surp- and remus so surpassed surpassed that their relationship and i'm just like when remus has answers you didn't even have to talk to serious but i understand wanting to and serious is a very like important to talk to in this instance but like just the way that she never gives harry and remus one-on-one time until the one time remus is being stupid in deathly hollows but like 
it's such an undervalued um, relationship, and like his perspective is so undervalued. Mm-hmm. Just, Indeed, but it's about to be dad time, feels. so I'm really excited. Um, Portia <laughs> says Remus should be like Harry. Stick your head back in Hogwarts. I kind of Facts. agree. <laughs> like, um, sorry, I need you to leave. <laughs> just, I'm glad. I'm glad you're okay. It's not urgent. You just want to talk serious. Cool. Stick your head back in Hogwarts you before go. you get everybody you in trouble. Go. Open your Christmas present. Yeah. You might want to see that. Might be easier. Um, Umbridge can't track that shit. So uh, Lupin <laughs> says um, he went upstairs to look for creature. He seems to be hiding in the attic again. We're not going to touch that because this is a happy chapter. Um, and Harry saw Lupin hurry out of the kitchen. Um, now he was left with nothing to look at beside uh, beside the chair That's how you and cable know legs. Not black. You said what? That's how you know they're not black. He would have been like, Sirius! <laughs> Just would have shouted at him from the fire. True. Like, oh, let me, and then Sirius would have been like, him. huh? And then, no, and then Lupin wouldn't have said nothing else. So Sirius would have had to come all the way down and been like, what, fam? Like, can you, you weren't going to respond? Okay, sure. It literally happened to me earlier. <laughs> like, um, I was like, Kai! Yeah? Means I have to get mm-hmm. up because she's just not gonna say mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, can't wait till I have kids so I can use that on them. I hate it now, but I'll love it then. <laughs> um, so Harry wondered why Sirius had never mentioned how very uncomfortable it was to speak out of a fire, but I think again it's because they're used to it. All they're used to it. Like he's a pureblood, so he's been doing that since I don't know. Maybe he used to do that with James or something when they were growing up. But also like. All magical transportation is uncomfortable. Like, even the night, even the bus. He's kneeling on the floor (laughs) with his butt up in the air or something. Like, what? He's kind of like the image of, like, putting your head in the fire to talk to somebody. And, like, just get, like, like, the the splice of it, you know? If you see it from the side and you see, like, what's actually happening. Yeah, I'm literally picturing it. I'm just like, is he on his knees? Is he sitting cross-legged? Is he, like, on, you know, like show me you know pay me like one of your french girls like with legs on the sides. <laughs> like how is he sitting i think he's on all conversation? fours so his butt's just in the air in umbridge's <laughs> office why are we doing this why is this the way we do this this is uncalled oh my gosh. for it's just inappropriate <laughs> yeah there's no reason for it not at all um, no, no, no. so lupin returned with sirius at his heels a moment later what is it said sirius urgently um and he, he's like, why is this boy calling me from the fire? <laughs> he's so, he's so concerned. He's so concerned. He dropped down to the ground in front of the fire so that he and Harry were on a level. Lupin knelt down too, looking very concerned. It's just his dad's. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I think I might actually cry because I'm just so happy. Um, are you all right? <laughs> Do you need help? <laughs> no. no, said Harry. It's nothing like that. I just want to talk about my dad. Um, they exchanged a, a look of great surprise, but Harry did not have the time to feel awkward or embarrassed. His knees were becoming sore by the second, um, and he guessed that oh, he only had about 15 more minutes left, so he plunged immediately into the story of what he had seen in the pen sieve, including telling them that he stuck his entire face in the same songs. But, of course, they are anti-state, so that wasn't their first thing. They were like, that really seems care. legit. They're also Gryffindors, so... <laughs> There's that as well. It's like, I would have done it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I did that, like, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he finished, neither Sirius nor Lupin spoke for a moment, and then Lupin said, I wouldn't like you to judge your father on what you saw there, Harry. He was only 15. I'm 15, said Harry heatedly. Um, 
and you literally just stuck your face in a man's memories. Like, you're 15 and you've done some dumbass shit. Absolutely. Pretty much every year you've done something that was ridiculous and just super <laughs> out of pocket and, like, something you absolutely should not have done. So I feel like you being like, I'm 15, yeah, so you can see. I think that's kind of the... Uh-huh, exactly. That's literally the point. So I think you can you're kind of see what right, that means. Literally right mm-hmm. now, you are in the headmistress's office. Right, Porsche's like, are currently doing. Exactly. You are in the headmistress's office with her cats watching you, with your butt up in the air, <laughs> when you got 20 minutes to say your piece, to have an in-depth conversation about your father... When you got a mirror sitting up in your trunk that you could have probably... But also you could have, you could mail a letter. Like, honestly, you could be like, hey, Professor Lupin, I have some questions about my father. Would you mind answering them? Mm-hmm. And you would have figured out a way to have this conversation mm-hmm. while also being within the bounds of what you can are allowed to talk about. Like, it's not a secret that Lupin and your father were friends. You could just be like, hey, what's up? And then they would have been like, yeah... So my my roommate says that your father did this, and it would have been an absolutely reasonable conversation to have. But instead, you want to be stupid and reckless, mm-hmm. just like your father. Yep. Just like so your father. So don't be indignant. <laughs> don't be indignant about it. <laughs> um, look, Harry said serious. James and Snape hated each other from the moment they set eyes on each other. It was just one of those things. You can understand that, can't you? Of course you can, because he has Malfoy. Um, I think James was everything Snape wanted to be. And this is the moment, right, where you get, this is where you get the other side, but it's also biased, right? It's too it's, far in the it's, other direction. It's like <laughs> completely the other direction. James was everything Snape wanted to be. He was popular. He was good at Quidditch, good at pretty much everything. And Snape was just this little oddball who was up to his eyes in the dark arts. And James, whatever else he may have appeared to you, Harry, always hated the dark arts. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh... You get the other side, which I think is important, and I don't know that... Absolutely. Like, I think that Harry has to kind of settle at this point for something in the middle, probably, which I think is fine. Um, You're not ever going to know because time turners don't go back that far. That is not canon. Are are we we sure? I'm sure. They don't go back (laughs) 20 years. I'm absolutely sure. (laughs) They do not do that. It's not how they work. I, I mean, I saw a little. No, nope. pl- I mean, I've never heard of it. Pl- Who? No, no. Who? This is a happy episode. Happy. Let's move on. Um, yeah, said Harry, but he just attacked Snape for no reason, just because. Well, just because you said you were bored. I'm not proud of it. Said Sirius quickly. Um, Lupin looked sideways and at Sirius. And this isn't even the said, worst moment of theirs. Like <laughs> Harry Bindu. Harry Bindu. Like they've told him they've before. Tricked Snape. They, he been knew that they tricked Snape into going to see Werewolf Lupin. <laughs> that serious did it. And it's worse. It's and literally worse. Even... It literally almost broke up their friendship. Like, this is nothing. And it's already happened. Right? I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, what do you mean? By fifth year, by fifth year, um, Owls, Snape knows that he's a werewolf. I can't. I feel like the... that happened after that. I think it, I think he suspects for sure, but I don't, for some reason I thought that it would have happened after that, because I feel like by that point, they weren't, like, James wasn't, like, going 
Because I feel like, at least in, in this, now I'm thinking was, about it, is no, my headcanon. I think that was the breaking point. Now, yeah, now I'm thinking about it, this is probably my headcanon, that, like, the, the <laughs> werewolf thing happened after this memory, because I, like, in my head, I don't think James oh. at that point would want to be, like, cursing uh about it. snape right after you like after I this think the big thing happened but i don't know if that's true yeah, i think the timeline is fuzzy because there's no reason why snape should be so explicit about lupin being a werewolf in his memory without the addition of time because if the where i think the werewolf thing was like that's when he found out that lupin was a werewolf was that they're like, oh, you at the end of the tunnel, you'll see yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they found out. But what I'm saying is, in the memories in the prince's tale, when Snape is talking to Lily about it, he's still speculating. Yeah. So he hadn't seen it yet. He just, at least from what I remember. Actually, no, mm-mm, nope. Just kidding. I lied. <laughs> no, he had seen it at that point. So yeah, then I don't know. That seems weird for that to it's, happen before. To me, it does. It it does, and I think the timeline was fuzzy to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's not clear when it happened. Like, we don't know for sure. And I think the assumption is is that it happened. I mean, we know it happened in fifth year. I think we I think know it so. happened in fifth year, but we just don't know if it happened before or after yeah. Owls. And it doesn't make sense for it to well, happen happened before. Well, what happened before, because because when Snape and Lily were talking about it, Lily was like, I heard about what James did for you. And they were still friends right. at that point. And, and and at owls, that that was when they stopped being friends. I mean, you know, again, we don't have all the context. I would like all and of the context. Complicated characters. Harry doesn't have all the context. Characters. These are teenagers. There's a lot going on. Um, and I mean, I feel like. Wait, does Harry save Malfoy at any point mm-hmm. before Sectum Sempra? <laughs> like. Before it's Sectum like, Sempra? stuff happens all the time. Not before Sectum Sempra. But in the Room okay. of Requirement. Because I'm trying to, like... He right, saves obviously. him from the fiend like, I'm just trying to, like, make a parallel of, like... Oh, it's totally obvious, like, possible because Harry saved... Yeah. Or helped Malfoy before he, you know... Out of context, if you saw Sectum Sempra, it would be the parallel... Exactly. Um, ...conversation. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess it didn't really happen. And that's gonna be anyway. a really sad chapter. But it's okay, because we're in career advice. We don't have to think about it for at least another, like, five... Four or five months. <laughs> Onward. Um, so uh, Lupin says, look, Harry, what you've got to understand is that your father and Sirius were the best in school at whatever they did. Everyone thought they were the height of cool. If sometimes they got a bit carried away, if we were sometimes arrogant little Burks, you mean, said Sirius. Lupin smiled. He kept messing up his hair, said Harry in a pained voice. <laughs> Sirius and Lupin I love how laughed. That's the thing that he says so painfully. He's just he like... He was messing up his hair. Because I think he was just, like, he was such an, like, just an ass. Like, he was just yeah. so... But, yeah. like, also, again, Snape's memories. Um, and then Sirius and Lupin laugh. I'd forgotten he used to do that, said Sirius. Was he playing with the snitch, said Lupin eagerly. So, again, like, this thing did happen. It just... We're seeing it now. Just, we're seeing it, like, colored in a different light, right? Um, and they're, they're saying it so eagerly. He's just like, was he playing with the snitch? Right. They're like, like oh, they're I... bring this very differently. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's like, that's their best friend. And, like, he's not around anymore. And so it's like, these memories and the are situation, just... And the situation wasn't as out of, like, exaggerated as mm-hmm. Snape's memory puts it. So, like, that kind of thing happened all the time. So it's just like... 
Oh, right. It was just that one time. It wasn't this big deal. It was, and for Snape, it wasn't a big deal. Like, the whole point of the memory is that we later learned that that's not why it was his worst memory. Exactly. So it's like, he doesn't actually care about... Like, he cares about it, but it wasn't, like, the one... It wasn't, like, the worst time this has ever happened. And that's... And even Lupin is like, was he playing with the snitch? He was like, oh, was this... This time was what it happened. You know what I mean? Because right. there are plenty of other times where they right. have like, situations. And the Remus time. was reading the book in the background, like, I don't approve, but I'm going to just study for my transfiguration test <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, um, and Amani says, It's always easier to look back fondly on your stupidity when you've come so far, which is very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, like I was talking about before, reading my diaries from seventh and eighth grade and being like, Wow, <laughs> this is cute. This is a lot. I feel for you, but also. You'll get through. You'll be okay. It's fine. It's pretty dumb. Um, yes, yeah, and Harry um, wa- and ha- watched uncom- un- mm, uncomprehendingly as Sirius and Lupin beamed reminiscently. Well, I thought he was a bit of an idiot. Of course he was a bit of an idiot, said Sirius. We were all idiots. Well, not Mooney so much, he said fairly. Um, but Lupin shook his head. Did I ever tell you to lay off Snape? Did I ever have the guts to tell you I should, or tell you I thought you were out of order? Yeah, well, you made us feel ashamed of ourselves sometimes. That was something. (laughs) They're just, all the feels, and they make me so happy. And, said Harry, he kept looking over at the girls by the lake, hoping they were watching him. Oh, well, he always made a fool of himself whenever Lily was around. He couldn't stop showing off when he got near her. How come she married him? She hated him. Nah, she didn't, said Sirius. She started going out with him in seventh year, said Lupin, once James had deflated his head a bit and stopped texting people for the fun of it. his parents probably died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All the thick cannons. So many, so many cannons. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm like 80% sure I'm about to go like read some fanfic after this. Um, (laughs) Send me links, sis. Send me links. (laughs) Um, Well, said, or Harry said, even Snape. Well, said Lupin, Snape was a special case. I mean, he never lost an opportunity to curse James, so you couldn't really expect James never to take that lying down. Never lost an opportunity down. to curse James. Exactly. And, like, he never and, the, and again, like, just... the, the memory that we see, again, is out of context, and we don't, we only see a memory where James and Sirius are attacking Snape. We don't see ones where Snape is attacking them. We don't see ones where they get into a fight and they attack each other. You know what I mean? Like, we don't... It happens more than once in a lot of different ways. Yep. Um, like Draco and Harry. And Draco would have deserved it. Except for Sectum Sempra. He didn't deserve that shit. Absolutely. That was some bullshit. But, but just like in this situation, like Snape most likely did not deserve this one time. Malfoy would have deserved it is what he thought, so... Mm-hmm. All of these parallels that he just does not see. And I'm just like, sir, it's right there in front of you. Could reach out and touch it. Um, And my mom was okay with that. She didn't know too much about it, to tell you the truth, said Sirius. I mean, James didn't take Snape on dates with her and jinx him in front of her, did he? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sirius frowned at Harry. Also because they literally weren't friends anymore. Right. Because he called her a racial slur. Mm -hmm. You know. So. Semantics, you know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> so, Sirius frowned at Harry, who was still looking unconvinced. Look, your father was the best friend I ever had, and he was a good person. A lot of people are idiots at the age of 15. So true. You could have just said, Harry, you're an idiot at the age of 15, because you're not using the goddamn mirror I gave you for the holidays. Um, yes. You're out of it. Yeah, okay, said Harry. I just never thought I'd feel sorry for Snape. 
Well, me neither. But here we are. And not for the reason that Harry feels sorry for him. (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry that he had his memories broken into in that way without his consent. Um, Now that you mention it, said Lupin, how did Snape react when you found when he found out you'd seen all this? And this is where you get more dads. (laughs) Um, He told me he'd never teach me Occlumency again, said Harry. (laughs) Like, that's a big disappointment. He what? He what? Shouted Sirius. <laughs> Are you serious, Harry? Said Lupin. He stopped giving you lessons? Yeah, said Harry. But it's okay. I don't care. It's a bit of relief. If It's a bit of a relief to tell you that I'm coming up there and having a word with Snape, said Sirius forcefully. And he actually made to stand up, but Lupin wrenched him back down again. If anyone's going to tell Snape, it will be me, Sorry. said Lupin firmly. And you know, like, it's been a while ago, but, um, uh... Oh, uh, Robin and I were talking about Occlumency when it first started and we were talking about like the differences between Sirius and Remus and like Remus having to like chill Sirius out and it was like low-key a headcanon because we had forgotten about this wonderful moment in career advice that gives you everything you ever want ever (laughs) it's the best so we get Sirius like jumping the gun and being like I'm coming down to Hogwarts right now fuck a umbridge I don't care (laughs) I'm going to see you in like two seconds. It's about to go down. And Remus is like, be a dog please chill. Gate. Please chill. I will give, I will give Snape a coffee this. too. So that you don't I get sent this. back to Azkaban and or you and Snape don't end up dueling in the middle of We're a third floor corridor or some shit. Like, let's chill. I got you. It's very important. Dad's 2.0. It's great. Um, <laughs> uh, but Harry, first of all, you're going to go back to Snape and tell him that on no account is he to stop giving you lessons. When Dumbledore hears, um, and Harry's like, I can't tell him that. He'd kill me. You didn't see him when we got out of the pensieve. Harry, there is nothing more important as you learning occlumency. Do you understand me? Nothing. nothing. Again, now he's getting stern. This is all so great, and I love it, and I'm very excited. Okay, okay, said Harry. I'll, I'll try to say something to him, but it won't be... He fell silent. He could hear distant footsteps. Is that creature coming downstairs? No, said Sirius. It must be somebody on your end. I'd better go, he said hastily, and pulled his head back um, And as he pulled his head back, Sirius said, Use the mirror! <laughs> Use the mirror, Harry. Kind of like Hermione in uh, Goblet of Fire in the movie, and she's like, You're wand, Harry! You're wand! That's what Sirius what did. What movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? You didn't know what that is, but you know about the other thing that we don't talk about? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I see where your priorities are. Um, <laughs> so, um, Harry's heart skips several beats and he um, leaves the fire. Um, for a moment, his head seemed to be revolving on his shoulders, which just does not seem healthy. He um, should get that checked out. And then he found himself kneeling in front of Umbridge's fire with his head firmly back on watching the um, the emerald flames flicker and die <clears throat> quickly quickly he heard a wheezy ver- a wheezy voice mutter right outside the office door ah she's left it open so harry got the invisibility cloak on just in time um when filch burst into the office approval for whipping approval for whipping i can do it at last <laughs> they've had it coming to them for years like dude i'm gonna need you this you should not you should not be around children. just chill he might belong in Azkaban. 
it's possible. Um, he pulled out a piece of parchment, kissed it, and then shuffled rapidly back out of the door. Uh, Harry leapt to his feet and made sure his, uh, he had his bag and the invisibility cloak was completely covering him and ran after Felch. One landing down from Umbridge's office, Harry thought it was safe to become visible again, so he pulled off his cloak, shoved it in his bag, and hurried onward. Um, and then he ran down to the entrance hall. It was just like the night when Trelawney had been sacked. Students were standing all around the walls in a great ring. <laughs> Some of them Harry had noticed, covered in a substance that, lo- in a substance that looked very like stink, stink sap. Uh, teachers Are we and ghosts... up on number six? Oh, yes, yes. Career. He's keeping track yes. for our number six. Listeners at home. Number six. <laughs> it's great. Um, teachers and ghosts were standing. Were also in the crowd. Prominent among onlookers were members of the inquisitorial squad who were um, looking exceptionally pleased with themselves, and Peeves, who was bobbing overhead, gazing down upon Fred and George, who stood in the middle of the unmistakable look of two people who had just been cornered. So said Umbridge triumphantly. So you think it amusing to turn to turn a school corridor into a swamp, do you? Pretty amusing, yeah, said Fred. Um, Filch elbowed his way closer to Umbridge, almost crying with happiness. I've got the form, headmistress. I've got the form, and I've got the whips but like, waiting. What do you need the form for? Like, how is the form like? Oh, as soon as you sign this, it's happening. I mean, just do it. Honestly, just honestly, just go for it. If you just that thirsty for it, like. It's true. It's true. He just needs to know he's got the approval or something. Um, uh, okay, he said, I, and, and I've got the whips waiting. Oh, let me do it now. Very good, Argus. You two, said um, Umbridge, are about to learn what happens to wrongdoers in my school. You know what, said Fred? I don't think we are. Um, then he turns to George and says, George, I think we've outgrown full-time education. Yeah, I've been feeling that way myself said George lightly. Time to test our talents in the, real wor- in the real world, do you reckon? Definitely. And before Umbridge could say a word, they raised their wands and said together, Accio brooms. Harry heard a loud crash somewhere in the distance. Looking to his left, he ducked just in time. Fred and George's broomstick, one still trailing the heavy chain and iron peg with which <coughs> Umbridge had fastened them to the wall, were hurtling along the corridor toward their owners. They turned left, streaking down the stairs, and stopped sharply in front of the twins, the chain clattering loudly on the flagged stone floor. We won't be seeing you, said Fred. Yeah, don't bother to keep in touch, said George. Um, Fred looked around at the assembled students and at the silent, watchful crowd. If anyone fancies buying a portable swamp, as demonstrated upstairs, come to number 93 Diagon Alley, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, our new premises. Special discounts to Hogwarts students um, who swear they're going to use the product to get rid of this old bat, said uh, George. (laughs) Stop them, shrieked Umbridge, but it was too late. As the Inquisitorial squad closed in, Fred and George kicked off from the floor, shooting 15 feet into the air, the iron pegs swinging dangerously below. And number seven. Reason number seven. (laughs) Why career advice is the best chapter in the Harry Potter series. Fred looks across the hall at the poltergeist, bobbing on his level above the crowd. Give her hell, hell from us, Peeves. And Peeves whom Harry had never seen take an order from a student before, swept his bell hat from his head and sprang to a salute as Fred and George wheeled about to tumultuous applause from students below (laughs) and sped out of the open front doors into the glorious sunset. Everyone's like, that was a show. 
that was a quite a show. It was. I know it's not in this chapter, but I think my favorite part of this chaos is. <laughs> wait, is it when um, McGon- uh, Peeves is like unscrewing the chandelier and McGonagall's like, I don't care. <laughs> I think she tells him it goes the other way. She's like, you're yes, doing it wrong. Yes. She's like, you're doing it wrong. I don't care. I think that might be next <laughs> chapter, potentially. Yeah, it's probably, I think it's part of this chaos, but it starts with mm-hmm. the next chapter. Um, it's just great. It's my favorite part of the, of the whole of the mess. aftermath. I wish it were in this chapter, but yeah. The aftermath. This is so great. I love this chapter so much. It's the best. <laughs> You've made that. Um, okay, so clear. who was your MVP? Remus John Lupin. Because dads. Um, he's just like. Hashtag dads. <laughs> if you're watching, you should, if you should uh, be a patron, everyone who's listening, and get the video. So it's only $5 a month. <laughs> and you can see Bayana's glee. I'm so excited. And she lifted her arms in the air and said, Dads! So excitedly. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> but Remus is always my favorite part of any chapter he's in. So I'm always going to vote for Remus. But also he like actually did do stuff and it's not a Robin situation. Well, right? you know, Maybe Robin hasn't given me her stuff yet, but I'm putting Sirius as MVP for her because I already, already know. know. Like I'm not even, there's know. no question about it. No. She made Sirius her MVP. He actually does do stuff and helps. So. Yeah. And also because he's there. Um, but, yes. She doesn't really need a reason. Yes. Um, yeah. I made McGonagall my MVP, but I, oh. as you can tell from my enthusiasm <laughs> about this chapter, I was it was back and forth. <laughs> I had about seven or so. I was like, I don't know. Should I go here? Should I go there? And I was, like, rotating for a little bit. But then I was like, McGonagall's shade, like, hit me in a place in my heart that, like, will stay with me forever if you know what I mean like it was just like inspirational um yeah and and aspirational as well so I'm yeah so I did McGonagall um and then yeah as I said I am assuming that Robin made series or MVP I feel like that's pretty (laughs) I I feel safe in making that assumption um I'm with you there Portia made Fred and George her MVP for being so great, and Amani thinks he's me, so he was gonna do the twins or McGonagall or Remus and Sirius, which was basically me <laughs> last night. I was texting Connie and Robin like, I don't know what to do, <laughs> and yeah, so same brain. Um, but he goes with J.K. Rowling for the best chapter in the history of literature, and I think that's a fair choice. Oh, wow, all of literature. Mm-hmm. Wow. Novel oh. career advice is the best. I don't know. It's it all of literature. J.K. Rowling did that. That's what she did. Okay. That when she wrote career advice. Um, who did you bench? Um, I mean, Harry has is high up there, and any chapter with Umbridge very true. makes her just is high up there. Um, but. As Amani said, Walder Frey. <laughs> Real. Bilch needs to go. Yes. Because he's walking into his office like, I need permission for whipping. I'm sorry, this is a story. He's been oiling he's those, uh, he's been oiling those whips for like 20 years. I bet that's actually why the, the Great Hall is, I mean, yeah, the entrance hall is so 
messy all the time because of the oil dripping down from the wicks because he's just been oiling them for all these years. Um, but he's a problem, and everyone else was either great or hairy or umbrage. So, <laughs> and umbrage was like annoying, but she didn't like really. She was just reacting to people finally standing up to her. So, um, I'm gonna go with Butch. Real. Um, I did Umbridge, um, because, I mean, you know, I think she, she just, there's no real reason that I, like, need to explain myself, but I just feel like she got a little, she was feeling her Wheaties, you know, and, and she got brought back down to, and I just, I don't know, I enjoyed this chapter, even the scenes that she was in, I enjoyed quite a bit, because, um, she got like she deals it out, but she can't take it. She yeah, she tried it. She did. Um, Immensely, yeah. Amani, or yeah, Amani benched Harry for continuing to stick his head in places that doesn't that don't belong, and Walter Frey, indeed. Um, it's funny because I'm like less mad at Walter Frey now that he's dead. It's great. I feel like it's like <laughs> a weight off of my chest, you know. Interesting. So yeah. like. Back when he was still alive and we were recording, I was like, he has to go. Now I'm like, it's fine. He's gone. <laughs> um, Portia benches Harry for being a dumb, dumb dummy. And those are her words. Absolutely. And I, yeah. Literally kneeling on the floor with his butt Valid. in the air with the cats watching He said, him. I'm 15. Why? I would never be like my my father. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Interesting. You're the same I beg to fam. differ. It's a Gryffindor problem, not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So thank you for listening. Um, oh, wait, Portia gave. Oh, uh, Shade Award. I missed that. The Shade Award. You're right. Um, uh, for uh, shading, <clears throat> then outwardly reading Umbridge, like the basic which she is. Umbridge, please. <laughs> yes. This was great. I'm sad Robin couldn't <laughs> be here. I know. But. She'll let her, her feelings be known next episode. Yes. But it was so happy. And we got all our feels out. And I feel really great. I feel, like, rejuvenated. I'm gonna go find some uh, Marauders fanfic. Um, probably heavy on James and Lily. Just because we were talking a lot about the head boy, head girl shenanigans. Absolutely. And I am in the mood for that. Um, maybe some Remus yeah. and Sirius, too. Because hashtag dads is the best. And I'm really excited <laughs> about this. Um, I mean, half the thick are just are both, both so ships anyway, yeah, so. it's very easy to find. I'm not yeah. not worried about it. Um, but <laughs> just a reminder, if you do find any like or you or just like the listeners find anything about McGonagall training Harry to be an R, I would like to read that as well because that sounds awesome. <laughs> So thank you for listening, um, and next week we will discuss chapter 30 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Grop. Um, make sure to oh read and follow along and let us know Joy's if you in think the house. things are it's about to go down. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's just going to continue. It's on a decline. It's going to continue to do that <laughs> um, for a while. At some point it'll land, but right now it's just going down. Yeah. That's what's happening. It's just all down <laughs> until really the next book mm-hmm. when things are like, girls! <laughs> <laughs> they exist! Um, so yeah, make sure to read and follow along and let us know your MVP and bench for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Um, follow us at WeBlackAndNerds. 
at Constar24, at Yana underscore Hollows, at Robin underscore Ravenclaw. Follow, follow Black Wizard History. Mm-hmm. Stay woke. Wizard, wizard or Wizard A? Wizard. Hashtag Black Wizard History. Constant yes, vigilance. All, all month. All month. So For many all, things I happening. I think I might make... I might make Constance Vigilance my um, display name on Twitter just for this. You should. One. Robin! I need a, I need a, 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 oh, I need a name now. Right now I've just <laughs> yes, been relishing in to. my brokenness, and so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Relish is not the word you should No, it's not. It's been like, I'm broke, and so that's just my state of being. And I shouted Robin because Robin appeared in the Patronus chat. Oh, yeah, she's there. Okay, scene. cool. Like, why did she say her name so loudly? <laughs> um, to, looks like she got out of her no apparate zone, but now we're done. And I'm sure she still actually has to get home. So, um, yeah, thanks, y'all. That last part really had <laughs> to do with anything, but it's okay. Um, it's fine. See you next week. See you throughout the, the, the month. Um, and talk to us on Twitter, guys. Mm-hmm.